I am Johnny Smart, and you're listening to Glory Days of Gold. Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. Hey, 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 everybody, and welcome to another episode of Glory Days of Gold, the East Fife and Scottish football podcast. I'm Michael McCall. I'm Lee Gillis. And we've another packed show for you tonight. It's been a busy week in East Fife land, so we're going to bring you all the latest news about signings and fixtures. But before we go any further, as always, we've got to give a big shout out to our sponsors for this episode, Lee. So yeah, we've got a few uh, sponsors for this week. So first of all is via an anonymous donor um, for Leaving Mouth Children's Clothing Bank. Um, so thank you very much to the donor for that. Um, I never got any blurb sent over, but obviously if you've got anything that you could donate over that way, that would be great. Um, also, um, a shout out to the Leaving Mouth Rail campaign um, and our good friend Eugene Clark um, for sponsoring this episode too. Um, Eugene is probably one of those people you really can describe as Mr. East Five, being on the board and do you want to watch just an all-round top guy about um, did a great job getting the um, railway link put back in towards leaving mouth um, a, a lot of campaigning for that and hopefully that'll maybe help uh, bring some away crowd as well so great job on that Eugene and thanks very much and finally to our friend out in the Netherlands Max McCarroll um, who is a, a t-shirt buyer as well top top guy I got to meet him for the first time um, when he came to collect his t-shirt so big shout out to Max and thanks for the sponsorship mate yeah, fantastic stuff. Just going back to Eugene there for a second and the, the rail link, I know it's something that had been proposed and folk were just wanting it for many, many years. It's finally great to see that, that it's come off. So, I mean, that's a, a big boost for the local community. And as you say, hopefully some away fans can make it through because away days by train, it's like it's one of your traditional kind of things. Obviously, the burger crew did that, but just going way back... When you think of like English fans travelling around to see their games down there, you th- you think of the real travel. Yeah, no, definitely. And look, I, th- I think that, that it's definitely a massive boost for the community. I think one of the stats that I read was Leavenworth was the biggest area in Scotland that, that have a train station with the nearest one being either Mark Inch or Kirkcaldy. So great work. And then obviously he's doing another project just now with the Whale Project. I don't know if you've seen that. No. Um, but he's campaigning to get a pier put in in Leaven. And... Uh, like how Falkirk have the Kelpies for mm. Methyl to have like whales on either side of the dock, which would obviously be a massive tourist attraction. Hopefully help reinvigorate Leaving's uh, High Street. And more importantly, again, it's it's going to be near our club. So maybe a time to put a club shop in. Hey, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, get more into the community. But we always love our sponsors. We really appreciate the support we've had on the site, the t-shirt buying, the donations that we've had, sponsoring the episodes. So we have been putting the money to good use. As we said all along, this money does not go into our pocket. We're using it for costs. We're using it to support the club. And this week, 
Lee's been very busy getting the artwork drawn up for our advertising board at Bayview. And I've seen it. He's tweeted it out, I think, as well. And it's looking good. It's looking exciting. So just talk us through a little bit about the process, Lee. Yeah, so huge thanks to Leona, as per usual. I think Leona's been mentioned in every podcast, but um, she's been a great support along the way in, in getting this sorted. And I'm absolutely delighted with the way it looks. I can't wait till it arrives and I can go and pick the location of it. I think it's going to be great. And also delighted to announce that um, we've also managed to arrange for the Glory Days of Gold logo to be on the boards for the East Fife TV. Um, so hopefully that the, the long-term plan is, is that the club will allow us to be part of the interviews at the end of the game. We're still sort of try to see if that can happen but if not whenever you're watching anything on East Fife TV you'll see our, our beautiful logo there as well and again as always thanks to, to Blair at Gunner Designs for designing that because he did that totally off his own back we never asked him to do it and he did a, a fantastic job of that too but the other big news that we've got for those of you that aren't social media daft is that we have sponsored our new signing I swooped in there very very quickly last night after a quick chat with you, it emptied our bank account, but we decided that you know, we couldn't, yeah, 100%, we, we couldn't decide whether to sponsor players or do the board, but you know, the board was the, the big thing that we had at heart to begin with, and, and that was what got us a lot of our donations, so we went with that, and with what was left, we managed to sponsor Danny Swanson's home shirt for next season, so if you're listening, Danny, lots of goals, please, so that we could get you um, our logo flashing up on the, the Twitter account. Yeah, or or get subbed off a lot. Either way, I mean, it's, it's going to work. We'd prefer the goal, sir. Or not sent off, though. Yes. Don't get sent off. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, did they do that? Sent off, sponsored by Glory Days of Gold. I, I wouldn't mind that. Okay with that. Yeah, yeah that's I'm right. okay with that. <laughs> Chris, if you're listening, mate, make sure that happens for us, please. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got the best of both worlds now. We had a little bit of money left over from the board, so we've already paid stuff out of our own pocket for hosting and stuff, but Instead of just using that, we wanted to give something back to the club. So it was a great chance to, to swoop in and, and get Danny. I mean, obviously that means Danny has to come on the show regularly and, and chat with us and give us updates about not just his football and life, but like what he's been doing during the week. I, I think that was part of the sponsorship deal. Yeah, I, I pretty much agreed that. He started his own business. So um, being in the mobile phone retail world, he better be bringing him and all his colleagues to me as part of the deal. You know, I've got <laughs> money in his pocket. He's got to give me that back. And also, I'm fully expecting a signed shirt at the end of the season for jumping right in there and showing our support to our latest signing. Because it's not like he's got much of a track record, you know. That was out on a limb that we did that. I know. I mean, it's, it's a punt in the dark. Who, who knows if this guy can cut it in... In League One football, I, I guess we'll find out soon enough. So, I mean, it seems like it's feast or famine these weeks when it comes to East Fife news. But yeah, that was one of the big news stories of the week. The other one was the fixtures that were coming out. So, we're going to chat about the fixtures later on in the show. But we do have a veritable banquet of news to bring you this week. We've got a new player. And it wasn't a player whose name I had seen thrown about online. I'd been reading some of the, the threads on like Pine Bovril and there was a few names out there, a few names on Twitter. But he wasn't one of the names that I saw. Danny Swanson is now an East Fife player. And it's a, a fantastic signing, I feel, by Darren Young. It's a statement of intent by the club that I think not only shows their ambition, but to land a player of this pedigree when... Others have clearly been interested in it. I think it shows the reputation as well that the club has built up and it's a club that players are actually wanting to come to now, Lee. No, absolutely. And I mean, you know, 
I think it's probably our biggest statement signing, in, in my view, since Gary Naismith. You know, it's the first one that's made you go, where did that come from? So, no, absolutely amazing. And I've been, I've been watching a few of his goals on YouTube, and I'm like, yeah. if we can keep him fit, we have got potentially, and I'm going to say potentially here, potentially the best player in the division. Yeah. From playing Premier League football last season, like I mentioned already, my mate, there's a Sainty. Um, saying, you know, what a player you, you've got. And, and a lot of the Saints fans were disappointed he didn't stay for another year. But I think he started his own business, so he was looking to go part-time. Even that you hear Anton Dowds talking about it, and a lot of the, club, the people saying that he's five for one of the best part-time teams in Scotland. So, you want to know what? I'm, I'm absolutely delighted. I'm, I'm really excited to see what he could do. I mean, he might be, you know, a little bit on the older side at 33 in a two-year deal, you know, some might go, hmm, but I think that even, you know, just having his gravitas and his knowledge on football around it could only bring some of our younger boys on as well. Oh, I'll be definitely. interested to see if he fits in the team, though. I'll be really yeah. interested to Dan Young described it as a massive coup, and I mean, it certainly is. He's a player, he's a 15-year veteran of the professional game. He spent time with Dundee United, Hebs, Hart, St Johnston, a couple of spells with with those clubs, some of them, and he's had stints in England with Peterborough, Coventry. Now, he can play in the wing. Most recently with St Johnston, he's been playing on the left wing. He can also play in the right wing. He can play as an attacking midfielder. He do have the number 10 role. So it's going to be interesting to see where Darren uses him. We are hoping to, to catch up with Darren, have a quick chat with him as well. So watch out for that potentially on our YouTube channel. But we'll also bring it to you in next week's podcast. And it gives us some options as to where he does fit in, whether Darren maybe wants to go 4-4-2 and you'll have him maybe playing on the left wing. If you're looking at who's going to be up front, Ryan Wallace, Kevin Smith, seem the two guys up front. But we've got some experience in the team and I feel that's very much needed when you've got a lot of young guys that you're trying to bring on as well. And what a young guy like, say, Thomas Collins can maybe learn from from him and just linking up play with a, a veteran like that. The key, though, as you say, is him staying healthy. And I think that is something that he's had a lot of injuries over the last couple of years. As recently, though, as June, I read an interview with him where he was saying that he feels he's still got another couple of seasons in him to, to play in the Premier. So to drop down to League One, folk might think, wow, that's a, he's, he's past his best now. But no, he could, he could definitely still have done a job for a Premier team. No, definitely. Like I said, the, the thing I'm most intrigued is to see where he plays. Does he play as a number 10? You know, we're thinking that, you know, he might be like a second striker, play off a Kevin Smith or play off Thomas Collins or, or play off one of these boys. So we, we can only see how it goes or do we play him on a wing? Um, I, I think at times it will lack with a little bit last season. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, is, he, is we're going to bring him in and, and let Anton, um, sorry, Anne Dunsmore go back into defence if we want to play him on the right or do we play him on the left because he's, he's so versatile, he can, he can really play anywhere um, across the middle or just off the top. So, no, I think it's an absolutely great statement in 10. Once again, we're, we're, we're praising the club for an, another decision that they've made um, in, in, in bringing in a, a player like that. You know, the Gary Naismiths that we've had in the past or the Stephen Hughes that we've had in the past, you know, I know this is a different board now than it was there at that time, but it just goes to show the level of ambition. Now, rumour has it that I know that Kelly were in for him, so it's good to get mm -hmm. one over them. And also, I, I don't want to come out and say what I've heard, but I, I know that we've offered them good money. So at the end of the day, I think that, you know, if the board don't look like they're, they're finally prepared to, to put their hand in their pocket, they're matching the ambition of the fans. And once more, 
well done, he's five. I mean, I think they kind of have to if they want to to be competitive in what is going to be a very, very tough League One. I mean, last year was tough. This season, I genuinely feel it is even tougher. And we'll we'll have a a look at the fixtures after we, we bring your feature interview for this week. I've got a couple of concerns. One of them is it's another shorter guy. He's five foot seven. So we don't have a lot of height in the team. He's also not really known for his defensive play as well, so that puts a lot more pressure on the left-back position. I feel we still need a left-back, need a, another out-and-out striker as well, ideally someone that's got a bit of height. Add those two pieces, and I think we've got a very competitive squad for the season. Yeah, I think that, look, let's be honest, that this season's going to be sink or swim with the money that's that's in it. You know, we've, we've spoken enough about that without going into it again, but, you know, the... For lack of a better expression, we've, we've put our money where our mouth is. We're, we're, we're going to go for it and we're going to make a go of it. And, you know, I, I genuinely believe with, with, with Darren Young at the helm that we've got the, the right guy in charge that's ambitious enough and got the bit between his teeth that he wants to, to get the best out of the club as we can. Like, like you say, I still feel we're, we're maybe just short of a left back um, and, and definitely a centre forward. I think that the loan market will probably have to come into to play with these ones because I don't know how much we could possibly have left in the bu- uh, in the budget but mm. you want to know what I trust Darren and, and, and whatever he thinks is going to be the right move then I trust him implicitly Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the transfer window just plays out in general over the, the coming weeks or months it's like do you strike now or do you wait as long as possible and see just who is going to be available because there should be loan deals available as well from some of the Premier teams once They've maybe had a look at some of the young guys once he gets underway. Definitely. I mean, and the, the good thing is with signing a guy like Danny, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, I'll go with his five because I get to sign for Danny Swanson. So it's not just the podcast that they'll sign for us for. Yeah, so we've got two good reasons now. <laughs> so now one of our, our, one of our latest sections and one of our more popular sections, um, certainly that we've, we're developing, is our Have You Heard section. So this week I'm, I'm going to bring to you a, a, another five band um, called Oscar Braves. Now, come out of Dunfermline. Um, I've been trying to dig up some information on them. There's not an awful lot known, but I've, I've listened to a few of their songs and I stumbled across this one, um, which is called Fall. I'm, I'm going to let you hear it and make your opinion of it, but you know, I, I'll be honest with you, since I've heard it, I can't stop listening to it. A really, really great song. Very anthemic. Wouldn't sound you know, too far away from being on a, the Samstown album from The Killers in terms of that's a great big guitar. So here it is. This week's Have You Heard is Oscar Braves with Fall.
So that was Oscar Braves with Fall. I think that with obviously the first week we had Sun Stinger, the second week we had um, Joshua Grant, this week we've had Oscar Braves, so we've had three good acts on. Let us know your thoughts, um, if, you, if you've got any thoughts on them. Make sure you go and give them a, follow on, a lot of follow on social media. And more importantly, let us know if you've added them to your playlist. Also, if you have any recommendations for, for local bands, ideally Fife, also Edinburgh as well. We've we've played some good stuff. I'll be honest, that wasn't my favourite of the ones that we've picked so far. I maybe need to give it a few more listens, but you can find it on SoundCloud, you can find it on Spotify, Amazon. If you liked it, give the band some money. Buy the single. Every little helps. Now, though, it's time for this week's feature interview and... We've said a lot, Lee, that we love these interviews that we're doing. We've enjoyed every one that we've done. I think I laughed more during this interview than any of the others. And that's saying something because we've had some really funny interviews. But from start to finish, I I think this one was just rip-roaring fun. Yeah, the guy's definitely a a character, doesn't do him justice. But really, really enjoyed it. It's a few sandwiches short of a picnic, a schoolhouse. I, I don't know which one I would use to describe Jay Moore, but hilarious, hilarious guy. You know, I, I said that this one should come with a trigger warning. Um, mm. really that you, you know, if, if you're subject to epilepsy or any of these sort of things, you know, the overriding sense of Dundonian that just comes spouting through this. Unfortunately, we've not got the technology to send this out in Braille or any other format. It is literally going to just have to be audio. Um, unfortunately, again, we can't subtitle it. Um, now, I work in Dundee. Um, I'm used to, to speaking to the Dundonian's eye, but Jay was next level Dundonian. He was, you know, proper, proper. He, you know, he made our Wally look like he was from Edinburgh. I said when you mentioned this last week that I hadn't really picked up on that during the interview. I thought it was fine, understood all of it. See, when I was listening back, editing it, I was like, oh yeah, that's like really strong Dundee. I don't know what it was, just talking to him, it just seemed normal, it seemed fine. We do have a lot of listeners around the world. We have a a lot over in North America. Not sure what they're going to make of this and if they're going to understand much of it. But here's our interview now. It's with a man who spent a number of seasons at East Fife He won a championship with us in the 2000-2008 season. It's the man we all want to be dreaming of. It's the one, the only, Jay Smart. Delighted to say we're joined now by... A man we've had so many requests to, to have on the show. He spent five seasons at Bayview, made 177 appearances, 21 goals. We all went to bed dreaming of a team of him. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Johnny Smart. We Evening, Johnny. Johnny Smart. Johnny Smart. What a so bad thanks. dream that must have been. Christ. Oh. <laughs> I like Freddy Krueger came into them sometimes as That's well. But... <laughs> Freddy Krueger has nightmares about Johnny Smart. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks so much for joining us, Johnny. We've wanted to have you on since we started this. You were one of our our first names down. We're going to have a chat with you about your your career, both at East Five before, after, just a few other things as well. But we always like to start these chats just by by taking you back. To your time as a kid, what age do you remember when you started like taking football seriously and you knew 
that you wanted to, to kind of play the game as a pro? My start off football was a bit weird because I was a goalkeeper up until I was 18, 19 year old. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, I thought it was about, must have been, I thought it was, it must have been about eight or nine when I first went to football. I think I went as a striker and uh, that just went, I think I ended up getting put in the goal and I stayed in the goal for there at D Club. That was D Club Boys uh, under nines, but we were actually, we had to do under nines twice when we were that young, younger team. But I was remember years ago they had the, under, the full 11 side uh, game, so under nines, well, I, were, I mean, I must have been that. I was really, really wee. Another, I, was, I was a late stretcher as well, so. I was in the goal, you're standing at full-size 11 goals. It's absolutely ridiculous playing kids on full-size pitches with them. Dude. Everybody lining up on the edge of the box with your goal kicks and that. But yeah, I started off with the goal then. I think uh, I stayed with the D-Club right up until actually some money ways or something that I folded. I think it must have been about, must have been about 17. But I was cut for Scotland and I had to go under 14 level and that. And I was up with Celtic. I was an S-sign with Celtic. But I, just, I didn't care what happened. I just I wanted to play outside there. I just I didn't like it. I wasn't enjoying it. I always remember I went through to Glasgow uh, for two months. I was like Parky Boner, goalkeeping school, or whatever oh. it was. And you had to stay in digs. And I could always remember one night I was, I was in the room and I was rolling and greeting. I want to go here with my mum. <laughs> and uh, I think that was, that was a turning point. I just chucked it. I just didn't want to, just didn't want to play the goal anymore. So kind of, Jacked it there. My mum was raging me, as to be fair. And then when I left there, I came back. We were still with the D club. Some of you were like, they were like your parent club, and I, uh, I ended up signing for was it four for four for four for West End Juniors. Uh, boy Ian Cochran, Jimmy Winters, kid Jimmy Winters, and that played with Aberdeen. That's his granddad. He was like a scouting for a lot of clubs. He took us there. And I was like I say, I was we. I made my goal. The junior level was quite a decent standard at that time. Mm. And then uh, it just went on, continuing amateur kind of thing. And then when I, I think we had two goalkeepers at the D club, I must have been about 18, 18 year old, and uh, we're short a team. So I said, I'll, I'll be a striker. So I went up front, and I think during the game, I went for a striker to a midfielder to a centre half. <coughs> and then I went to centre half, I was I'm just winning everything in the air, and I was for. This is fucking easy. I just honestly just took that. I thought this is dead easy. It must be my goalkeeper background. I was able to read the flight of the ball, and that, I thought, and that was me stuck in about the centre half of then. But then I uh, went. Uh, we had a team, their own three amateurs. Uh, the group, I was my pals. I grew up in school. Uh, a great brilliant side. We had had some really really good football players there, but we really really gelled. And that's where I went with them. I won the Scottish Cup and that with them. And then that's when I got picked up for the the shitey team down the road with Arcadi. I went there. Uh, I think it was two years there. Can't remember. And then that's Anelka, when he was, and uh, he just scunnered us for football, to be honest. <laughs> that's where I actually went back. Because Beatty came in to get us the Pilton Beef. Uh, and I just jacked. I says, nah, just, I wasn't enjoying football or not and I just thought I was good I didn't get as well I thought it was good being full time but I just didn't like I thought I didn't like their fans or that I think they were arseholes to be honest I just didn't like them eh? then I got on well with them and I went back uh, amateur with their own team the team I won the Scottish Cup with for a year 
And then that's when Beatty got the job. He's five when he came in for us. I was like, oh, it's time, time to get a senior, get him a crack again. So I came and that was it. That was me, East Fife, born okay. and bred. <laughs> the, you, you know the big team in Fife. Yeah, we're going to use the, the sound bite of you saying that their fans are all assholes as our, our they main... Are. Let's be honest, this will beat about the bush. They are, they're assholes. They see the shite they used to give me. Aye, <laughs> don't disagree. Aye. Yeah, the light doesn't stop. I can't, I can't remember what happened. I think uh, one of them was being a shite in the crowd. I was like, uh, that was a pre-season game or something. I turned around and kind of argued with him and fell at him and that was that. I think I just got grief ever since. <laughs> like, I know, never <laughs> Plus I was there when a Melga regime came in. Christ. I mean, I'm a team would have been there at that time. Honking. It was good under Calderon. I liked under Antonio Calderon. He, he, was a right, he was a good manager and that, but when he left, I went to it. So. The only thing I liked it was Wally Gray and that's when I met Wally Gray. He was a director there at the time. Uh, I wonder why you like Billy Gray, eh, Billy Gray, yeah? No, not even at that, not at that time, mate. Christ. <laughs> so, you've you kind of touched on it, so I'll just go in. Yeah. So, you you started your career the worst possible way, obviously, going to the Rovers. Um, but you did get to work with one of my personal heroes in Claude and Elka. Because um, what he did the Rovers, he, he booted Dash right out of them. So, any stories of, of working for them? Oh, actually, me Bobby, I, I got him in. He was at Morton. Oh, no, sorry, Bobby was at Morton, and uh, I know he, 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 he was he was he wasn't he wasn't getting a game at Morton. That, so I was at him. I said, oh, "Do you know coming? Come, take it on loan." I like, "Right, come here, take it come in there." So something happened. Then anyway, he was able to come in. He played in a friendly. I had Rochdale. Oh no, sorry, I went to the Annan tournament. It was up in Annan. And uh, speaking of Claude, he's like, yeah, 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 okay. And, uh, we've got it done anyway. And then uh, we're sitting at the back of the bus, me and Lenny, we're playing cards, and then he come up now, and he's like, who's your pal? He didn't even come up, Lenny, was a f- Oh, he's an absolute tool. He was an absolute tool. Like, he actually handed us sheets to learn French, to, to, to play, so we could play football with the rest of the French guys. Like, you're in Scotland, man. You had to learn French. But my Dundonians basically just like speaking French, so they understood me quite well. <laughs> It was no bad, like, nah, he was a, he was he was, oh, he was bad. He's uh, he's coaching. Honestly, God, that's the worst worst ever. It's just back to being like under nines. I think he did the uh, Kellogg's conflict badge or something in coaching. And honestly, it was ridiculous. His coaching was ridiculous. <coughs> but at that time, uh, he got on Stanley Chan. They must have been fucking fucking mad in here. Man. Christ, yeah. yeah, the boys like that. Because they actually had a couple of new bad players, but. He brought another, his pals, his fans, I think, eh? And they're oh, terrible. Really, really bad. Worst time in football. Fun, so it was. Fun thing about Anelka, I, I just Googled him just now. So he, it's only down that he ever managed two teams. One was Rovers, and then one, uh, he managed a team in St. Louis for one season. And he brought. Did he get them, them relegated? No, because there was no relegation. But he did no, bring them. He brought them to Vancouver, so I, I I got the Vancouver fans to to sing up, cheer up Claude and Elka, you sad Rovers bastard. <laughs> Superb. Uh, he, he, he just talked about his brother at the time. That's how he ever talked about his brother. Honestly, God, like he, he, he used to say he got him. I think he was his brother's agent. Yeah. I'm sure, he was his brother's agent. I think he got mad moves. Did he not got him big, the big moves? Claude, Aye. He, he, he must have made a few bucks. Like, I think he's back to be an agent. 
this must be it. God knows how, how, how he ever got that job. I'm sure, I got told he, he managed like a, an amateur team in, well, in France. I think they've got like eight leagues or something in France. And he was like, I got told he was managing a bottom league team. It's like amateur football over here, eh? Or junior, or whatever it was. But God knows. I can't remember what went on there. A bit of dodgy dealing going on, eh? I can imagine. Yeah. So, if we look back at, like, we, we said we're dreaming of a team of Johnny Smart. So, if you were looking back to your childhood, who who was your player that you were dreaming of a team of? Like, who was your football and idol? Uh, well, it used to be, it used to be Peter Schmeichel when I was still liking the goal, but I, I, I've always loved, loved Roy Keane. Keane, I love Keane. I've always got love on Roy Keane. I think he's, football misses a type of player like him nowadays. There's no Roy Keane's enemy in the game, is there? He's just, he's just everything that oozes class, I think. Yeah. And he's going to go on the hit wrong side, he could drag a team, like what he done in, uh, against UV in the semi-final at Champions League, and that just speaks volumes on it. As a guy, I've always grew up to be, want to be like him. Used to, actually, when I was playing with uh, my amateur team, Ron T, he used to always be on number 16. Because it's Kiro's that parish, to <laughs> kicking boys and that, like, as well. Yeah. What's worth on him to admire? Um, 100% right. But, you know, we've got to ask. We all dream of a team of Johnny Smarts. Bobby says that you love it. Um, <laughs> we loved it. How did it feel having a fan base at East Fife that, that loved you as much as we did? I mean, you've been oh. named in pretty much all the fans, all-time 11s, and the players as well. Probably, I, I, I mean, that, that's that, that's... We that the fans like you know, I think we never went on uh, with my PFA or anything. I, I put that down to just your confidence because when your confidence grow, you it's like you, you stop being like fair to do things on the ball. And it's even you're not your panel. It's even you go down, you just not your panel. I mean, you're not going to play brilliant as long as you're getting hundred percent. The fans recognise that, that it's, it's brilliant because a lot of fans, I think a lot of fans nowadays, like player or not, he's. Melting, but he might, might make a few mistakes and they're right on his back, and and it, it does do their confidence because I kind of I've played with a few boys and their confidence goes downhill when fans get on their back. I've actually been, I was lucky at East Fife with that. I think they did dot on the very first game, I think it was against Stenny, was it? My debut, I'm sure it was maybe at home against Stenny. The wee lad played up front, he was fucking class for them. It's a wee guy called again. Yeah, uh, yeah, him. Uh, I think I can't remember. Did I save you off the line or something that game? Something like that. I can't remember. Something that happened anyway. For then, it was just I've always felt like I've been welcomed and got on really well. Like, uh, yeah. and it helped me grow as a player. Like, I mean, you touched on it there. Like when you finished the Rovers, or when they let you go, you went back to Rowan Tree. At, at that time of your career, did you think that was going to be it? Or did you always knew you would go back to the seniors? Uh, I mean, <laughs> Bakey was he, he was, he was always asked through that time at Golden Beef. He was taking over at Golden Beef at that time. And I knew he was always asked. I just, I felt, I felt hard on finished business in the senior game because it was a massive jump for us for the amateur state to there. Never really had a background as a, an outfield player or nothing like that. So it was raw. I think that kind of carried us through to Maronis. Uh But I had a lot, a lot of things to learn in the game. A lot, a lot, a lot. Even like Sean Dennis, when I was at, at Rafi, him, he, he, he was, he, 
his experience, I was learning some stuff off him. And uh, but I just felt I felt it was too good for the amateurs. I felt it very easy in the amateurs, and I didn't want to go junior. I was like, so the only other option was to go senior. And I, I knew that we were going to win the Scottish Cup. That's how I really did believe I was going to win the Scottish Cup. When I went back there and I said, we're done. We won the Scottish Cup that year. And I knew if I did win the Scottish Cup, I, 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 and I played well myself, I knew that I'd maybe open a door to maybe a senior club or something. And that's what happened. And as soon as Beatty came, got a job when he came in for us, I just jumped at it. But I kind of knew before the end of the season that when, when he was getting that job, that, that's, where I, that's where I was heading. Like, that was a, probably the best decisions I made in football, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, you spent f- five seasons at, at Bayview. Obviously, there were highs, there were lows. and But like all these years later, when you look back at it, like, what's your overlasting memory of it all? Um... Absolutely, I wouldn't say that. Me and Bobby were actually speaking with this other night. He came up to mind, and we were speaking about it. And I was like, see, at the time, being at the uh, being at East Fife, uh, I was like, what a wind. I was, I was just, I was, I just, I was just brilliant. And uh, the only time in a, remember when I went to Montrose after I left, that was like, I was just like, I was like, I was up here, and I just, I was just, I just hated being at Montrose. And I knew that was my time up with the seniors. As soon as I signed for them, I think I went to Jinky and it was like a month into being at one throws. I was just like, fucking made a mistake. Uh, and I was just like a crashing bad than ever. And I, 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 I kind of felt lovely the game again. And I was just like, ah, that's time up on me. But I think not a lot of people knew this, but when I was at East Fife, uh, I think it was after one of the league, the year after. Uh, who came in again? Was it John Robinson? Was the first who came in after Baker? Was it Craw? Uh, Craw? Stevie Crawford? I was Craw. I was training like honestly. Craw's fitness levels at Craw. That's the hardest preseason I've ever done in my life. His training was was tough. It was really good. I was training like a beast. Honestly, God, I was doing stuffy running. We were at Law House stairs and that. And I was I was I was fat, but then I was getting back. I noticed that my fitness levels in the side were, I was 15 yards, I was getting out of breath and I was like, something wrong. But I was shouting loads of blood at that time, right? And I wasn't telling anybody, I was like, oh, keep back to this house. I was thinking, oh, something wrong with you. It's coming, you get a bit worried. Mm. So that went on for about a year. And that was Brian McNeil, you know the physio. Mm-hmm. He got the doctor at his Fife to come in and check us because he's like, you're training, but my fitness levels are kind of lower and it, was, it was affecting my game. And that's when I it was, it was a knee mac and they put us on like iron and I wasn't agreeing with my eyes. And was it till like just as I, after I left East Fife, that's when I got uh, diagnosed with Crohn's. I had Crohn's. Oh, so that I never got, I never, I wish I'd tell somebody earlier and uh, I got the right medication that I was on. I, I could have probably prolonged my, I would have stayed at, I probably would have stayed at East Fife. That was a big reason for his leaving as well because I didn't uh, I didn't want to, I felt myself going down the way and I didn't want to stay at the club and see myself going down the way and then the fans are wanting to lynch us. So that's a big reason I left as well. I just wish I'd, I'd, I'd talked a wee bit more openly uh, to the doctor, not the club doctor, a year, two years before. And I probably would have, could have probably stayed on for a wee bit there because I got offered the contract when I left. Uh, John Robinson actually offered us a contract. But, I, was, I knew I was slipped at that time. Eh? I knew I would, I would end up becoming a squad player and I was like, nah, I, I, I was time to go. And then I went to Montrose and then got to say, four on the bounce or whatever it was because <laughs> the fitness level was just worn out there. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. we got a question in from a, a, a fan that says, do, do you remember your, your debut for, for Montrose, Johnny? Yeah, that was a brilliant debut. Help the boys. They'll <laughs> just get an excellent that day. I actually take a break Bobby Lynn's leg that day, honest to God. Yeah. <laughs> um, the was, man was Bobby Lynn who, who dropped that message to me the day. He said, just yeah. give me a reminder of the 6 1 pumping that he got on yeah, his debut. That, he was doing, he was in the debut. I was like, oh, fucking debut. I, I, I was East Fife and knew it was coming to heart. As soon as I went there, that dropped me. I was guaranteed so I could get pulled to the heart and thinking, oh, no, God. And uh, right, I was nervous in it for the game as well. I remember warming I was breathing out my ass. I thought, oh, it's hot and I was thinking, oh, I was really, I don't know, I was, I was fat, but I wasn't fat. Because I had a way on my meds or not that time. I was in there, I got really done in here for a and I knew it. Like, what was the boy? Was it the boy? Oh, uh, what was the thing you had? Oh, what was his name? As we know, Rob Ogilvy. Oh, yeah, he was up front. He's, uh, he was because I remember playing, I played against him at Stenny. Right? He's a big physical guy. I thought, I cannot be asked with this today. Right? <laughs> and then, uh, when he's got on the ball, he's absolutely raping my left back. And the boy Alan Campbell and everything, Alan Campbell, I'm saying, You fucking better hit him. I swear, I'm going to hit you. Can I'm giving it to the left back? <laughs> and I'm saying, Lenny, you're coming, come towards me. So, Lenny's picked the ball up. I think probably all about three now I'm doing that thing while it was. Lenny's picked the ball up, skipped past one or two, and he's cutting field. And I see him cutting me, and I'm thinking, oh, fuck, shit, what have what I done here? I'm just going to try to have him about knee height, just going to wipe him out. He carries my friend, but on the pitch, no friends on the pad, just going to wipe him out, to break his leg or whatever. And I went, to, I went to have him about knee height, and he's just popped under us and jumped over us. As I'm lying on the ground, I'm looking back, and he's running through and slewed it in the bottom corner. I just lay my hands on my head. He's run up to us and tapped us on the head. And says, Sorry, better luck next time, big man. And I just jumped up. And I said, I'm going to kill you. I'll see you after the game. I've, I've chucked it. I'm going, I'm going to fucking kill you. And I was actually going to take him to the road that day. And then 90 minutes has went full time. I'm sitting in my car waiting on him. Near Bobby Lynn. So a few boys have came. I said, Where's Lenny? Fuck, he left about 15, 20 minutes ago. So I thought him, he's rubbered the phone call and he just texted us, I'm not getting a car, but you, you said you were going to kill us. I said, boy, you're the only way to get up. That was my debut at my throws. Is that not the game that your keeper rolled it out at Montrose and Rob Ogilvy was behind the goal and he just came right round from behind the goal and took it and, and tapped it in? Tapped it in, uh, that's right. <laughs> that, was, that was that game, uh. <laughs> yeah, I, I was at that one. Um, oh. That was a belter. Yeah, but I, I, I messaged Bobby earlier. I was like, "Right, got Smarty on the night. What can you tell me?" He's like, "Just remind him about his debut." He said he was going to nail me. <laughs> uh, he goes on about that. Uh, he loves that. <laughs> right, I mean, your your league debut was better because you made it to seventy-seven minutes before getting sent off. Uh, was it, what, what, I got to say, was, it, was that against Sarnar? East Stirling. East Stirling. Well, that, yeah, that, that was a genuine, wasn't even a red card. That's but the, probably the only lenient end I got sent off me. And the boys, uh, I've actually dived in the boy, and I think he's just skipped it past us. I was sort of right on the corner of the byline of the box, and he's rolled about, and the ref just ran right across. I was a young ref. Sure, it was that thingy's young lad. He just straight ahead. I was going, You're joking me. Debut in the league. Oh, Christ. And that was me. But then I think we played the Rovers in the cup after that, and I done the guy hit him a bit there with my studs. I was getting dogs abuse, and I just went right up ahead. I put, followed through with the feet, 
done him right in there. I was never getting set off. And uh, the manager, Chinky, the farmer, he staggered on the side. And he's going, did you touch him? I'm going, Chinky, swear to God, never touched him. And he's like, Chinky's, Chinky's going, fucking mental, the referee. And the boys off getting treatment. He's took his daughter, he goes, he didn't touch it. So he's got stud marks for me, like his neck. Chinky <laughs> <laughs> just looked at me and went, oh, I just put his hands in his head. I was like, oh, Chinky, honestly, never, straight to God, I never touched him. Oh, I did, like, I caught him again. <laughs> I've actually got that on my, my, my laptop. The, the boy, you see that one, a studs fight. And it was right there, his jugular. Right? <laughs> I lost it tight a wee bit in my throat. I was like, did I get many reds at his five to that? One... I don't think so. I'll, I'll check, check that out in a bit when Lee's asking you his questions. Let's take you back to the highlight of your time at East Fife then. The, the winning of the league title, first time the club had won for 60 years. Not many players in East Fife folklore can actually say that they've won a championship. We've heard lots of stories, we've heard all the memories from the guys that we've had on so far, but what's, what's your memories of just that whole season and winning that, that trophy? I knew, that, that season I knew we were winning that, I knew it. For the year of four, getting beat uh, for Queen's Park in uh, the playoff, that, 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 that killed me. That I felt uh, that was the worst. That was the worst feeling ever. Actually, that that we should have won the league the year of four. That yeah, how it went downhill after Christmas. That we're, we're flying. Yeah, I don't know had depth in the squad as depth and like the quality in the squad at that time and the few additions he made in the summer. But you just felt, I just felt right. Someone, it's like something clicked. In that team that year, and we just got off, and we never looked back. We were a hard, hard team to beat, and we just knew. I mean, we, we never played the best of football. See, when you look back at some of the games, we never played brilliant every game, but we won. You no, know, we always felt like we could win, and uh, that was it. I just it was just a belief, and we're we're all such good friends. It was it's probably the best team we've ever been in, and that's that's including. Their own team and amateurs when I was at my pals. That that dress room was brilliant at East Fife. Really, really nice. And uh, I, just, I, just, I just felt it. I just knew. Someone just felt it. Yeah, we're definitely going to win us. We're wrong with it, did we? We pissed it. Like, we actually should have won it a couple, a couple of weeks before that. But the, I think it was, the big game was the Montrose when I scored one nothing. I remember when Willie Gray came in and says, we'll win this. That's it, Ken. We're, I think it wasn't mathematically, but basically we've tied us up again. We've grown, we kind of really fuck it up. That was a freezing cold night. He says, boys, for when it triple bonuses, triple win, triple go to. And that boy's going, Dan, you have to escort one more than that. I was like, Lloyd <laughs> 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 was like, I want an assist, I want an assist. I remember that. I had that up there. The game should never have been on to it. It should have been abandoned. It was like an ice rink. But uh, yeah. That, that that was a highlight. That's the, that was the best time. That I was just I was just like I say that season. I was like, see, I actually hate sitting think back last season because I was just went a blur at me. Just I just went too quick. I wish I savoured that, especially like the East Stirling game, the last game of the season. I wish I savoured that a wee bit more. You didn't obviously savour times like that until you've yeah. hung the boot up and you look back. You think, Fuck man, I wish, I wish I was back there again. Kind of, you miss it like a superb day, brilliant. I mean, it was such a good personal season for you as well because you won the third division Player of the Year award. I mean, what did that mean to you? And where, where do you keep your trophy? You still got it? Yeah, it's, it's in the wee man's room. He's got it. Uh, I won uh, the Phenomenal Player of the Year award as well that year. Kind of right, I think it's the writer's Player of the Year's win. 
and I'll also goal of the season. Never forget that. That's a big year. <laughs> that, well over his kick, eh? But uh, is that yeah, against Dumbarton? Uh, over his kick. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, Snipper scored a better goal than me that year, but nobody videoed it. Do you remember Nipper's volley? I think it was it. It was like the first game of the season. He's, he's, he's just caught it and it's fucking the top man. It was a lot better than that. He would have won it easily, but fuck God, nobody, nobody videoed that. They won the video games at that time. But yeah, that, that, that individual ones, that was a cherry on the on the cake, like uh, top of the cake. But I always remember when I won the PFA, a Tweedy pulled us aside for that and goes, you do know I pulled myself up running for this. Enjoy your night. <laughs> 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 That was that was Tweedy all over. That's his, I used to call Tweedisms. Uh, Tweedy, the, the random statements you know, you're fucking brilliant. But it, is Tweedy the, the guy that if you've had a seven up, he's had an eight up? Oh, brilliant! Honestly, some of the some of the things he used to say though were fucking absolutely. Did I get this wrong? Listen, he took me in a he took me in a game to that next level. I thought like he was talking to me, his experience from my position and that. The laughs I used to get playing along. See the shit he used to talk to strikers and that. Oh, God, speak to them in Japanese, German, the hell, what? Oh, brilliant. Superb. Him and Bibby, oh, the fights he used to have. <laughs> Superb, like. Him and Bibby? Oh, it, it, there, was, there was a time we were, we were at home while we were playing. We were, well, I can't remember who we were playing against. And Tweedy's, Tweedy was always getting the ball. He used to play the diagonal at the channel. But he would, he, would, he would shank it. Honest to God, I would be like looking at it. He would shank it, but I would fall on it on his feet. He'd go, hold it like he's meant it. And Bibby said something. The next the two of them are, oh, they're at each other. And Bibby's going, aye, fucking millionaire, you prick. And Ken, oh, played in the Bundesliga. We've heard that before. And Bibby shot him. So the balls came and Tweedy just took it on the chest. Out the feet, he's looked up. And he zinged a 60-yard daisy cutter at a shagger's feet. He just shouts to Bibby, Bibby! Maybe times he goes, that's fucking SPL. Maybe I'll make comeback, honest to God. Oh, that's the shit he used to taste. Oh, he's bonkers tweet. What a player. We have to get him on the show, Lee, because... Yeah. Oh, big unit. Yeah, you get him on the show, honestly. You hear your double dot. He is a, he is a, he's got the story. He's like, it's brilliant. Do you remember the uh, Brof game when him and... Uh, who was in the goals? It was McKinney McCulloch. What's his name? Willie McCulloch. Willie? Yeah, was it Willie? It was definitely it was Willie. It was a goal. I was injured. And I remember I was sitting on the, at the side of the tunnel, wheel stand tunnel. And Tweedy's went to bat past it to Willie. And I think the boy, Jay, what was it? his brother played me. Oh, Jay. Yeah, Jay Finney, uh, he played me, called me from that. Is that right? Jay Steen. Jay Steen. He's nipped in and lobbed Willie. And Tweedy's shoving at Willie saying it. He asked for the button. Willie said, I fucking told you to clear it. And this that, the full time, the two of them are at each other. Willie's telling me, fuck off, you big prick. And so, if I wanted to change the camera, I was maybe Dougie Cameron. And me, me and Dougie are sitting, we're, we're just laughing. Next thing, boom, the door goes in. Here comes two Ds, went in. Jelly babies. He's picking jelly babies one by one, biting the heads off of I'm going to kill him. <laughs> and then Willie, who's going to kill Willie McCullough? And then Dougie, I'm arguing, Beatty's got him to calm down and Dougie's just whispering, he goes, fucking shame on the jelly babies. <laughs> He's ripping the heads off the jelly babies. Oh, good laugh, man. That was Tweedy over. He was a winner. Tweedy was a winner. But he's a millionaire, so that's the thing. Dan, and he, and he'll be shy and telling you that. 
he's a millionaire. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, you've literally taken my question away from me. I was obviously going to talk to you about your partnership with Tweedy, but you've answered that one. And you've also answered my one that I was going to ask you about your, your goals. I mean, we talked about at the start of the show how many goals you scored for us, 20. <coughs> um, the one at Dumbarton being my favourite, but what was your favourite? Uh, yeah, it's got to be the Dumbarton goal, is it? I think that's probably only, probably only one of a few I scored my feet, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'll be honest, I, I, I used to, I liked to go at Albion Rovers back at the very start as well. I always remember that. I think that was the very first time I, I'd done a, a celebration where I slid, I ran and slid to the, the, the fans. That was the name of it. The dumb bat and go, obviously. I still think kind of a master there, but... I remember being at that game and the goal going in and somebody going, is that fucking smarty? Yeah. <laughs> I think I had this scored for ages before that. And I was saying, I was saying for ages to the boys, I blame their deliveries and I was going, I'm definitely going to score. And if you watched it, I run up and the balls came in and I've just missed the head and it got head to the back out. And I was shouting, I think I went to shout at Lenny or someone who whipped it in and Lloyd just headed it back in as I was going out. I've just done an awakening. When I've thought of it, I think when I was selling, I was, I was running away going, I'm back! I'm back! <laughs> <laughs> so I was jumping and slid because Lenny always, Lenny always, he was, he's always all, all phone us and she's going, I'm back! I'm back! Uh, thank God, Cathy, Cathy uh, got that on her phone. I would never have won that. I think, uh, was, I think she videoed that, didn't she? Aye, uh, Cathy was good for, for videoing the games. Yeah, uh, the videos, yeah, uh, on her Nokia uh-huh. 3210. <laughs> So obviously you told me, told me when um, I was speaking to you beforehand that that you finally wanted to tell the real story about Stinky Fingergate. There was obviously a lot of accusations going around. Right, exactly. You've got a chance Shagger to exonerate Shag- your is a clorty bugger, right? This is this is the fact of it. Goes for a pre-match on the way up to Peterhead, and was I come at the place where you stop off at. Uh, you always done it way up there. And I've got those scrambled eggs on toast and beans or whatever it is. I've eaten them. The scrambled eggs, I'm dodgy used to when I eat scrambled eggs anywhere else. I thought, I feel shit. So I had a dodgy better. I was like, oh, I'm not feeling too good. So, Gazgino you know, used to always cupcake, right? Fart in his hand and run, go, ah, cupcake, right? So, I was like, Phew. so as we're going on the, we're on the pitch, I've kind of farted. I was like, oh, it was a bad thing. It was the egg. It was the scrambled egg. So, I went up to the and went, Cupcake shagger, he's going, you're making that. So we're on our hour here to be laughing jokes. So Ev went back in the changing room, and Shaggers came in behind us, stuck his fingers right up his arse. <laughs> you know, covered in shite and that, I'm, I'm telling you, and rubbed it right over my nose. He had the pokey finger, right? And as soon as he's done it, I went, oh. I've actually been spewing in that. And Beatty's obviously seen me a lot. So obviously, we went and we've got beat. We've came and we're sat, he's gone mental. He's that sticking fingers up your arses. And he's that kind of, the hell are they? And I was just sitting, I remember I was just sitting looking at I kept on, I thought somebody's got to laugh, can So I kept on, I, was, I used to always like, when I get into a make contact with Lenny or that, and give a face so they would start laughing. <laughs> and it would start pressure off of me, can But then, I think Ben Bakey just went and he goes, I'm no fucking having it. I'm no having it. It was, just, it was a line when he went, sticking fingers up your asses and rubbing them on each other's clothes. And he storms out and then the dress room just erupted. Got laughing. Got a few Bakeys. The Bakey used to be, oh, you see me on the back end of Bakey when he was so mental. I feel like he'd been beat about. 
he came in one time, and uh, I think we, I think it was a, the first year when we blew it the league before we won it, and he's. At East Fife, I remember the showers used to be, and there was really a sink of a toilet bit beside. He was getting changed there. He's training, he's getting his no heart, but Mel's going mental. And a few boys are, must have been talking about coupons or something after, after the game. He's bollock naked, and he's just come walking in the corner. He's still got his boots on, and he's wet the boot, boot of his plastic, and his foot's got caught in like the train, you know, like the training gear, Matt His foot's caught in it. And he's, he's, he's barreling his shot and he's trying to shake this thing off. And he's just continued to walk about naked with this plastic box stuck to his boot. <laughs> I can't even his I had his head just burst out laughing. That was it. He'll just And then that was that. He, he, he mellowed out. I thought, oh, that, that, that's head to remember that. That's visually scarred me again. I don't know where we go for that vision. Oh, some, some crackers there. Like. Uh, but that's definitely Jobby Gate. As Paul McManus, he is a quality animal. You had the story when we were up in the uh, cop farm on the night out, and uh, the end where Div, Div's missus, his girlfriend yeah. at the type phone, it's me, me and Gary Greenhill answer the phone and says, oh, he's shagging a bird. And she goes, what? You guys, pumping a bird, we'll go and get him. And then she just hung up, and that was it. That was it. Just and Lenny played that cool, like, oh, I was the tent of Lenny was sitting at the side tent and got a shite in the corner of the room and lend up peeing, right? And then Shagger was had his pants down and he was rubbing his ass on Div's nose. <laughs> so I was like, this is, we were absolutely rat ass. And this was like a posh hotel. So I said, fuck, I'm out of my room. So I've sneaked in my room and fell asleep. Next thing, the phone's ringing in my room. The doorbell's ringing on the room. So I've opened up. Here's a big, oh, could class it's like a walnut. Remember the walnut whips used to get the, <laughs> just sitting at my door. Shagger had squatted and done a shit at my front door. So I thought they're going to get a bag, carry a bag and pick the boy, pack his shit up and put it in a, in a hang it. And that's, that's not the only time he's done stuff like that. Yeah, that's his party piece when he's on a, on a night out with the boys. Or down in a... Did you ever go in the pre-season when we went to was it Newcastle or England? I we went to like a cricket club place. Anyway, I can't remember. I was, I'm not sure if it was Durham. Was, uh, yeah, we did Durham. I can't remember if it was that time at Durham or it was another place. We did Kendall and Morecambe the year after. I think it was maybe Morecambe. I'm sure it was really Kendall. It might have been that place. Right? But we ended up going out. Well, we played Saturday. We went out to Saturday night. We were in this trendy, trendy like, place. It was quite empty. And Shag uh, goes, I'm off for a pass. And he's just laughing. But he was blurred. I think he had two shandies, the usual. And... Uh, he just laughs and he comes back up and laughing. Oh, seven, I'm like, I'm past seven. And stares and I'm not, and this guy beside me, sits on the door, I waft, that shit hits me. This toilet's huge. And I'm going, what the fuck is that? And I go over and get a piss. He's shat another of the urinals. Can the urinals hang on the wall? He's trying to shite somewhere. It's going, shagger. What did you do that for? He's going, did you smell it? It's going, fucking smell it. Oh, that's the other stuff he thought's funny. Can he thinks that's funny? It must be a fight thing. No, no, we're, we're not. We're not taking any responsibility. <laughs> oh, he's an animal. Shire's an animal. He grew up in Glen Office as well, so we're definitely yeah, not taking that. any responsibility for him. Uh, uh, he was at the he was at the Rovers as well, so I'll put it down to that. Aye, that makes sense. That's what it is. Yeah, animal. The one you wanted to clear up was the ferry incident. Oh, that 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 that. Now that was the funniest ever. That, that the whole day was brilliant. See, Mel, Mel and the gaffer, well, Mel and Becky used to always do their pre-season and 
make sure it ended on the Sunday was the, so the final day of the, the PGA golf. It was a golfing event. Anyway, it always ended on that Sunday because Mel loved these golf and we used to go out bevy on the Sunday and watch a golf then we'd, we'd go home. So that's what happened there. We're, we're out early doors. We'll, we'll go to uh, some pub we we'll met in this big place and I think it was Newcastle in Ireland or wherever it was. And uh, we've started on the day of the early doors we're out on the Saturday night as well so I didn't, I didn't even I slept I thought we just drank me doogie and I just drank right through what a disgrace and uh, so in the, we'll go to As no actually that was after we'll go to this pub and I used to always when we used to go on the, uh, the club nights the days out I used to always whatever booze I was sitting in I used to always ask could I get use the phone so they'd go in and I'd get tomato sauce and put tomato sauce on the phone and just hang it back up, get the number, and always go outside and phone it, and then ask to speak to like the gaffer. So like, hopefully they <laughs> get like I've overcooked it that day with the tomato. And I was like, well, layers of tomato sauce on it, and I've just sat it back on the phone and asked, "Speak to Dave Bakey in the back." And the woman's got the phone to her ear. Yeah, yeah, Dave Bakey. And as as basically Bakey's looked at it, and the woman's got a sauce. I do it. So I we got kicked out that pub. <laughs> I got kicked out. Uh, and then we go to Asda on the way HMV right next to that, those big boxes it's saying like Doogie cameras ran up head in the box uh, it was the shambles I've still carried it around everybody went and got a great lag I've never just watched it never paid for it honestly what a disgrace but anyway so we'll be well and then we'll get some on the ferry then we'll be I think I've got money or vultures to get for dinner I think we've got money and I think I've just bought it and said, I'm not going to eat. I'll get me my bevy or whatever. <laughs> so we're on there. We've all, we're all civvies. Yeah, the United boys are there. They're under trackies, kind of professional. We, we, we're like an amateur team, honest to God. <laughs> boys are just brought up. Guys are in the, the casino bit and I think Bibby and I are all in the casino bit, my partner. And uh, me, Roy John, Div and Doogie Cam goes, fuck, I'm all get some eat. So I said, I'll come here. So it goes up and I was like, Meal of the day or whatever it was, was a chicken curry. So we're up to the chicken curry and Lloyd John's got this big chicken curry. And I think Doogie goes to steal a bit. And Lloyd goes, what are you doing? And the next thing I was a wee flick. <laughs> flick of it. But goes on Doogie's face, maybe a couple of bits of rice. So Doogie's put the spoon in, splattered it right over Lloyd's face. Next thing, Lloyd's jump up, big plate of curry, launched at Doogie's, <laughs> Doogie's duck. Family sitting behind me, covered in curry sauce and rice. So, oh my God, get the captain of the ship. So we went a wee boat and head. As we're trying to get off, Nadie's getting off. The captain that standing, police that, and I go, oh, fuck's sake. I got hit under the table. I ran and hid under this table. <laughs> Dev got collared. And, uh, yeah, he was one of them. Dev's like, oh, what's your name? He I can't remember the striker boys for air, but play with air United. <laughs> I made the papers in the air. Brilliant. Superb. But I was definitely got caught. He was the that got caught and said he was air United and made the papers. So I was Doogie Cameron. I was Doogie Cameron that caused that ferry incident. 100%. And Lloyd John. Yeah, well, Doogie yeah. Cameron's agreed to come on in the, in the weeks down the line, so he didn't have a chance to defend himself. Oh, <laughs> Lloydie's one of them for that kind of... Lloydie kind of, has like three blue records and he's on the moon. I mean, he speaks... Me, he's always saying he speaks Swahili. And he's got like marbles in his mouth. You don't know, you know, that's the state he was in. He was just going... Like, <laughs> right over a, a woman, two children. <laughs> 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 oh, 
disgrace. That poor, that poor family. Um, there's been loads of stories on this uh, on the show so far from that championship winning team um, in the years that you had there. We heard from Bobby about a scrap you had with Sean Fagan. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, he shot her. He shot her. That was where the crawl. That was a. Uh, that was under crawl. I can't remember what happened there. He done so. He might have got sent off in that game. Or shock. Something like that. It went fucking mental. I'm thinking he's a fucking absolute disgrace or whatever. And I'm with K man, and I just can't went and, and sat down. I'm speaking to somebody. I turned around. He's, he's went for us. He's trying to punch us. So Rev jump up and everybody's pinning me. And I've just fucking him go mental people pinning me. Cross came out. Well, Cross actually seen it. Cross went mental. And I've seen a Cross. Get fucking let him have a damn in the car park. And he shot it like, it would have destroyed him. But uh, nah, that, that's what happened. He was he did a sucker punch us. Just couldn't, couldn't, couldn't take criticism. That's what I was on the pitch. And he, he was an angry man, faking, but. Yeah, but Craw dealt with that. Craw, Craw came in and says to me, "I Craw actually when we got pulled in, he says, 'You you done the right thing there, no react.' I was like, 'Fuck, fuck, go on, man.' What do you mean, Omar? He got put into the reserves and uh, the kids had to go and team the kids and he had taken after that for a while. Probably the best place for him. He was an animal. Yeah, he was. He just loved a red car, right? Potential man. Yeah, so you got any, any other stories of boys trying to kick the shite at each other? He's like, I can't remember. I don't really like Tweedy and Hanny McCartney. I honestly can't remember many, many fights. Baby, baby, baby used to argue with a lot of boys, but that was Baby. Baby had this, baby, baby underpants anyway, so you couldn't say that. You just whipped his underpants and the big skin marks in the morning, right? The skinniest <laughs> underpants in the hell of life, I'm telling you. Goes to Kevin Fallen Hart. Shite ears. Nah, but a lot of the, a lot of the arguments were, they were, they were the worst of all, all the time, Ken. There wasn't many arguments. Not that I could remember. Maybe I just, like, I was too much hilarity in my head at that time. I, I, didn't, I didn't remember much boys falling out much. What used to go? Go out and drink all the time. What a kitty is all the wee jimmies and Calvert beef. See, many places I've fucking learnt in Fife. I've been doing that. Incredible, man. Yeah. I kind of think of many fights. I remember bumping into you guys a lot in kitties. A lot. Yeah. Um, that, that was Gaz Greenhill talking about how he's having the devil that time in these places. Yeah. I mean, yeah. kitties when I was like 18, 19, 20, whatever, was where I was pretty much every week. But literally the same routine would happen. I would come in, I'd see Paul McManus, and I've known Paul for years, but Lee, he'd introduce me to all the boys. I'd be like, right, this happened last week, but I'll just shut my face and I'll say nothing. And like, let's go up in the bar day shots. I'm like, all right, so back up the bar day shots. I would go and spew and have to come back. <laughs> I couldn't keep up with them anyway. No danger. So Shag got me arguing with uh, a boxer in Kitties and he, he was like a fucking boxing champion or something. He was a nut job, the boy. Stevie Maguire. Yeah. Uh, I was like the argument. I'm sure it was Shag. I was saying, no, I mean, not, I mean, and somebody says to me, he's a fucking nut job. I was arguing with the guy. Yeah, because we all got kicked out Kitties that night. The boy was seemingly a boxing champion. He's not in the Commonwealth Games, I think. Yeah. Well. yeah that would have ended his career earlier and he's looking for that would have been that I think uh, when, when when folk think back though to that time it's like 
I, I always think of your friendship with Bobby. Just talk a little bit about that and just, because you're, you're still good friends today, I know. Oh, he's a pain in the arse. Eh? He's like, he's like, he's like you know, my sons. I'm never a laugh here. Nah, I've, I've known him, I've known him, he was a bit younger than us, but I've known him for years. We grew up in the same scheme and that. And I've always known him. And then the football thing became even more closer. Like, I always say, I'm a fair. If he was my friend a wee bit before, uh, it was in the S's, you would have been a millionaire because the friends you had back then, he wasn't telling them the right things, and he would tell you, I'm more of ah, the time, boot football. Okay, and I'm constantly at him about football, saying that he should be. When I have a PFA first, I say, I'm, You never want a PFA. That's <laughs> <laughs> a fucking disgrace to put, man. Because you've been nominated about eight times, you should have had about fucking six of them at least. I could tell you a story about the PFA when one year he was nominated. I mean, Dougie, will, Dougie will tell you the story too when he comes on. So, uh, Bobby Lynn, he's nominated. We got other boys. Do you remember the boy Nuggets and that? that played his fight from that. Uh, yeah. So, he's like, like organised through big, booked in some trendy place in Glasgow. All the boys are going, we got the train through and we'll go out. Like, okay. So, Saturday night, I know there's a party in Charleston. That's where me and Lenny are from. So I'm on the phone, Lenny, you better not be going to that fucking party tonight because you'll not turn up the morning. Come on, you're like, nah, gee, honestly, want to hit a cup on, it'll definitely be him. Okay. I'll pick, I say, I'll pick your tux up, or I'll kill it, I was no tuxedo, I'll pick it up at Slater's at the, on the way to the train station, meet you there. Like, okay. So me, Dougie, coming out of the train station, they Bobby Lynn. I've got his tux in that. So he's phoning him, rubbing the phone, rubbing the phone. So I says, dude, what are we going to do? Said, oh, we're still going to go through. We'll just keep for him and get through Glasgow. So we goes away from Glasgow. Bobby's been out on a drink. He's not coming to the PFA. He's up for a award. He's no, he's just no bother turning up. <laughs> so we actually think he's going to win it that year. So we're like, fucking disgrace. So everybody's talks and that. We're sitting in this tendy bar in Glasgow. So we're outside in this big bitty. We've got cornered off our reserve. We're about 12, 12, 14 or whatever it was. Half of the team. And, uh, this homeless guy going past, packing the nippers up, blah, blah, blah. So Diggy tells the boy to come over. What in for a drink? Boy's like, oh, okay. So if you've got this guy, it's, like, it's a Chevy. Like, his shoes, his toes are hanging at his shoes. He's absolutely reeking, like a piss in that. We've sat him down in the trend area. People are not happy. Battering this man with cocktails and drink. Going back and back. It's a fag. I think everybody gave him a, like 10 of each. Oh, the boy was, boy was a millionaire. So then Dougie has a brainwave, he says, we'll tack him to the PFA, we'll put him in Lenny's tux, we'll see he's Bobby, we'll see he's Bobby Lynn. So we're like, fucking great idea. We think Bobby's going to win it, we're going to tap this homeless guy that's going to show Bobby Lynn, he's standing this home walk to the stage. That's a fucking great idea. Size of your buddy, he's the same size as Shoe and that, and as Lenny, oh, you'll, you'll fit it, perfect. Stand up, he's a wee bit taller. So what have the kind so that was it. Well, actually, the, the tech kicker, so we, we, we took him into the place, that trendy bar, we got kicked out because he, he smelled. So we go, get some in, take some of the help in, the help and play the floor. He's like, no chance. He's no guy, he's no guy. And I'd be like, that's fucking Bobby Lynn. Boy's like, no chance, that's Bobby Lynn. The, the boys, the homeless guy's going, I'm, I'm Bobby Lynn. <laughs> I was like, that was one of the funniest, it could have been, Absolutely monumental. See if we got him in, got him on the box. I would be monumental. If Bobby had won it that year, I'd set a homeless guy up to collect his award. It would be brilliant. Uh, I think you're going to dealt me that. That was, that, was, that was a great night that night. Like, 
So I mean, have, have you ever had to get taxis back to Dundee from Glasgow then? No, no, that's 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 Bobby. Bobby says I didn't get away you do it. Why me tell you how Bobby gets taxi him? Because he he's you'll get a phone call from somebody else is at a party in fucking Dundee. Oh, what are you up to, mate? Oh, I'm in Glasgow. Oh, I'm at a party. Oh, yeah, next thing, taxi. And he's at a party in Dundee. That's what he does. Every single... He's done it for Aberdeen, Newcastle, Glasgow. He hear what? He does it all the time. Why are you, buddy? I'm at a party. I'll be there in half an hour. I've chopped some taxi fuckers off. Left me in Div last time in Glasgow. Some boy like... It's a bomb scare, it's a bomb skin. So let's talk about your... Cold Play and Killers covers then at the Play of the Year dance. How often have you watched that video? Oh, was it Jane and Not So Silent Bob? Is that, yeah. is that what I think it's called? It wasn't a cold play with that. Was it? Was it no? I thought every single Bobby, I thought it was the Proclaimers. No, it was and cold play. Was it? Yeah. yeah. See, there's only, there's only 20 seconds of that one that's up, but yeah, it's got the full Killers one. That's how drunk I was. I thought it was a Proclaimers. <laughs> uh, that makes a lot of sense I, now. I can't, I honestly can't. I didn't even care what, I think, what happened? I think that Joe's band or something were, were going away for a break. And I think we've just necked like that. There was loads of straight vodka in the corner uh, And the cup, remember the big cup we were all drinking? Yeah. That was absolutely blue. I think me and Lenny actually had a bottle of 2020 as well. Went into the shop. Was it the bowling club or around the boat, the miners club? Aye, miners. Yeah, I think it was the miners club. So we were going to get a car out and drinking that. At the bus shelter, I walked in as they were going off, and this is like, I'm gonna fucking get, get their guitar and play their guitar. Bob's going, go then, I'll sing. Right, come on then. So, <laughs> of course, I'll just get the guitar. Boys, like, the drummer was left sitting, going, oh, what are you doing? So, nah, the boy says, it's all right. Can the boy, the guitarist is like, ah, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Next thing, it's on. He's no, he's no gonna pull us up. Well, so he's going, what are we gonna sing? I was like, well, there, I can't, what, what do you mean? Do the colours? I was like, I didn't even kind of hold much. Do the colours? I was like, I'll do the colours, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> oh, see, when I look back, yeah, I think, so, oh my God, for one, what am I wearing on it? And uh, I started doing this a wee jig in that as I'm playing. <laughs> oh, what is absolute angelic voice? Really, really angelic voice. <laughs> I said, we should have laid that down on a CD. Could have been millions. Hi. Oh, he actually says that he's a, a decent singer. He's not. Trust me, he sounds like that. That's one of his better renditions. He's absolutely <laughs> toned Good well, job he can play football. When he, when he hangs the boots up, you and him can do a covers band. Oh, we've done it. Uh, he was up nights, uh, must be about a year ago, a year and a half ago, in the garden. And I got the stick out. We've done it. We've done it. Put it on uh, Twitter. There's an acoustic version flying about on Twitter. So oh, look for that. You need to yeah, I, might my, I might be on my Twitter. I might be on my Twitter. If you go through my Twitter page, I might be someplace doing there. Good laugh. Yeah. So after your amazing time doing the the, color, the covers band, and by the way, that night with the the, the, the cup, I I said that to Bobby as well. You guys just kept coming up to me like, take a drink, man. I was like, I stole a bottle of vodka that night, and my. Dad was just like, where did you get that vodka from? I was like, oh, I want it in the raffle. I was just getting filled up, filled up. The cup just kept getting filled up with vodka. Yeah. I, I, I go around on that stuff, that vodka. I go around on that. Yeah, it was, uh, oh. yeah, it was a, a crazy night. But let's talk about your, your actual career, not your, your, your music one. But yeah. with, with the form that you had at East Fife, 
Um, did you ever hear any sort of murmurs about any other clubs coming in for you? Did you get the opportunity to go full time? I mean, I know obviously you'd have been on good money with the Willie Greer, but obviously that didn't stay forever. Had a had a few clubs sniff about after one the year I won the league and I won the PFA and uh, the individual awards. It always comes to clubs. I'm sure, Luton were in. Well, well, I got this stage. Willie Gray pulled us in uh, one point and says that is it. Hearts have been in contact with him. Uh, but I think Hearts must have thought I was 19 or something. I can't, I'm not sure what they thought. But, and the closest one was probably going to Luton. But I think they went to administration not long ago. And he was saying, look, I've not standing in your way, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, nah, I don't want to go. And he's going, it's worth it for the money. I said, my wife wouldn't move for one anyway. My wife wouldn't go anywhere to stop with this. I, I, was, I was happy where I was. I was like, no, nah, no. Nah. Just put in the league, man. I want to play in the next division. I believe, because I believe we're going to go win that, that league. The league, well, what was it? What, did it, what league was it? The second division? Well, now it's changed the leagues now, is it? Is it the second? Oh, that nonsense. It wouldn't be the second division at that time. I was saying, no, no, I'm staying. And Wally's going, oh, look, you're just doing that because you're in contract negotiations. Is that what else? And I was like, no, no, it's not to do with that. I was just happy. I was in the time of, in the time of my life, yeah, and I was probably in the form of my life. Uh, just if you're happy and content, I didn't want to go and fucking jeopardize that. And I never ever had. I'd, I'd say to Willie, if, if you user what sellers and get rid of us, then I user take the art. So I'm not moving by main accord. And he was like, oh, I love it. He loved it. Mate. So I never really knew if the hearts thing would ever came in. And I wouldn't, honestly, I wasn't interested either. Either or. I was not interested. Even though it was full time, I honestly wasn't interested. And my frame of mind I was in. My wife's always been like this as well. She said, I was like the time when Dick Cavill came in. Dick Cavill to this day always says I signed for his five for £20 extra or something <laughs> like that. That's the mech. Because uh, Craw was, Craw was now, he never offered us a contract. The new contract was up. I was thinking to myself, a few boys had been offered contract. And I was thinking, oh God, must have been getting offered the contract here. And uh, Dick Cavill was waiting for his new, she was choking to get his things at four at the time. I was like, Tom, oh, I've done a can. But he, he Dick's, Dick's an absolute one. He sells you. He sells you. And he was selling us. And I was like, I remember getting him. And my wife says this. Oh, what are you doing? He's five of North for Jenna Hannon. Just go. And I was like, because tell us what you really want. I said, well, I fucking want to scroll from the phone as an offer as a contract. And I would just sign, <laughs> just sign for each five anyway. She was like, well, didn't I sign for four for then? And I was like, oh. And then that night, go for phone us. He sent uh, Jimmy the stick. He sent him straight over with a contract to, to Dundee. He drove right over that night and I met him on the other side and he signed that night. And then I phoned Dak and says, look, send me his fife. And he's going, oh, you bastard, you'll never play for football. <laughs> and then uh, the story is that uh, that weekend I went to Dougie Cameron's house. Dougie stole my phone and was uh, texting Dick Campbell off my phone. Dry your eyes, Baldy. <laughs> 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 that was me. That was me done and dusted. I woke up with a voicemail going, aye, you're a fucking... Whatever it was, a big... <laughs> what the fuck's that? That's a bit... Dougie Cameron, dry your eyes, baldy. After you get some off <laughs> I was like, Dick, it wasn't me, honestly. Oh. I got a better wee dick now. Dick's a legend. Dick, Dick actually, I uh, spoke to Dick 
FaceTimed him and I was drunk being Lenny the other week going, he says to me, see you, you big cunt. You'd still be playing if I had you. I'd have put, <laughs> I'd have put five year extra on your career. <laughs> so, obviously, we've not talked about the biggest move of your career. Bobby grew up supporting them in Dundee. Do you still spend your day thanking your lucky stars you got to play for Blingery? Well, that's that. I mean, they had the same colour as a Fife. I've always been a Blingery fan. That's how I went to uh, <laughs> Fife because it was like the colour, sort of the colours. The same, no, oh, fuck, Blingery. No, I didn't even hear, I've never even heard of them before, uh, before <laughs> Willie Gray went in there. I, mean, I, didn't, even, I didn't even knew. You, you one minute you're in Blingery, then you're coming to Blingery and going into, uh, that, that, there's about eight villages in the Aye. space of uh, Dread. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> cross gates and I, but I don't amalgamate at one. Oh, that was, that was, that was something else, that. Got, so, got myself a crazy signing on fee. It was crazy money and cars. We've got cars. <laughs> Mine's actually broke down one night on the way home from training. I'm driving along the road and I just and the power just went black. And I'm driving along the in between Dundee and Perth. There's not a not a, a light on that bit of stretch of road. And Doogie's going to me, What are you doing? I'm going, the powers just went on this car, but he's going, Jay, you're fucking at it. Honestly, Doogie, <laughs> I was like, I can't even roll it on the side because I can't I didn't even get on the side of the road is. I managed to get it and it kind of fell down a wee ditch. My jam put and uh, just for the full million said, Wally, that car's fucking broke down. Ah, I don't know what he's just leave. I'll get one of the boys to pick up in the morning. I got crushed. Fake MOTs and I. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh, what a laugh. Blingy was funny, but it's a joke. It was a joke. Oh, that's, that's a real insight to the Willie Gray deals. <laughs> oh. Willie, come on, Willie, Willie was a good lad, kid. He was a, he was a good, good lad. Uh, got well football. He's like football man. Eh? I heard he's. I've not spoke to him for a while. I heard he was gonna keep him well. Eh? But I hope he listens to this and I'll send my love to him and tell him that he still chooses a wee bit of money for the blingery days. But we'll we'll not go there. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Willie Gray time. He's five. We've not actually talked about it that much. I mean, I, I think that what he did for the club was absolutely amazing in terms of the success that he brought to us. But equally. Oh, Tainted us with a bit of a reputation after that, obviously, when you found out some of the stuff that happened. But you want to know what? If you ask every single Leeds Five fan, there's not a single person that would change that. Yeah. Not one. Uh, I must have been good at the time, but it's, it's, like, uh, I see the way. it's like when Dundee, remember when they, they got the boy Benetti's in and they got Ravenelli? Uh, it's great at the time. It must be brilliant as a, a sport at the time. But then when they leave, there's a lot of things that left behind. Can I, I could I could affect clubs. I mean, do you remember when we were Stevie Crawford that he was rejecting championship clubs and to come to East Fife, can Yeah. As a player, we were, I was loving it. Because Craw, Craw was, uh, what a professional. Yeah. Really, really good professional, Craw. Training and, fuck, he was probably the fastest and fastest in the team. He was, he was about fucking 70 at the time. He was in the older end, scared. And I think, Craw was Craw. He was maybe about in his 30s, late 30s when he yeah. signed for us as a player. Yeah. I remember I was thinking, what an old kid. I'll do it. Now I'm fucking what I'd be 40. I'm like, so fuck. I'm just being better when the young ends. <laughs> oh, man. How time flies. I know. Well, I think, to be honest, you've kind of answered the, the blingery one, but did you feel that you'd made a mistake the sort of minute that you arrived there? No, 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 no. The, the brown envelope I received made, made sure I never made a mistake. <laughs> I did not make anybody mistake going there. I was at Montrose. 
I've just been set up four things on the box. I knew my senior career was over, and the big money, the big money move was blowing. I was like, happy as Larry, trust me. <laughs> me, Dougie, Cameron, and Heggy. I actually persuaded Lenny to come in. I was me that persuaded. I was like, Lenny, just do it, mate. The money. Can't think about your bums. And when he came in, two weeks in, I was he just dribbling past the whole team. I was like, I was like putting champ manager or FIFA get on like the amateur mode on FIFA yeah. just running past boys for fun and then uh, I just got crazy when the rat had to break his leg <laughs> so you know but he was always going to get a move after that was he he was always going to get a move it's too good so like we, we've talked to a load of the guys and obviously he's face part time you've got a tough grueling full time job so how how did you find that like work life balance and also trying to like fit in a personal life with all that as well uh so it, it was it was hard because like especially when you're comfortable Dundee, you're like just even over a, over a methyl and that you were like when you're coming she to beat that traffic at the bridge to go over ah. there and get you know it was a nightmare so you want to get any time on training nights home alone with the kids or the wife or that you're just coming in for your work and the, i knew if I, I couldn't lie on a couch as soon as you sit down you're like that oh you can't be bored and I was actually what a bin man at this. I was walking about non stop. Uh, they coming home, shifted it, it adapted quite, quite, quite easily. Or I'd see the banter going over to training that, and the boys, the boys we had in the dressing room, I made it enjoyable. Didn't the wife was too happy, right enough, but she, she knows priority as football. Then it was far as can. She always knew that. I hope she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, yeah. I was hard. You notice the difference, like when, when we played Rangers and that. We got we done well in them. See, when you're playing against the teams that were, were all full time and that, fitness did it showed showed off showed them well. When they're relaxing our day and then playing your fittest fellows and you're trailing bins our day, and meeting daily mails and the record that they fucking interviews about you pulling bins. See, when I look back at something cut out, my mum's got it. Oh, I'm like, why didn't they tell me no? Two minutes of fame, I was really big bollocks. That was the yellow and black kit, wasn't it? Aye, honestly. Hairstyles. Talk about some of the hairstyles out of these five as well. Fucking hell. Trying to look back at them. Christ. Horrible, horrible hairstyles. I can't say any hair comments. As a. Bobby said to me last week, he thinks that I'm modern Marcel and Dougie Cameron now, which is funnily enough, I played left back. So you, know what, you would actually, you you would actually fitted into the we used to call was Bibby Dude and Dougie. There was Phil Grant and Minty. Remember three standards? <laughs> that was the three of them. Phil Grant and Minty. Shagger's that way as well. Oh, aye, he's shiny. Uh, he's very guys, shiny. Guys, you know, Guys, you know, but he got his, his his tattooed on. Oh, did he? Really? Yeah, he's got a, he's got a tattooed hairline. Sorry, guys, but I've just let the the, the cow in the back here. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Guys is a millionaire. Oh Christ, Del Boy. He? Oh yeah, nah, he used to come and see every time we were in training. He's coming with this big, huge, massive rucksack. We fake Gucci's. You name it, everything fake. The whole Dundee boys were like, we were one of like Conor McGregor back in the day, like full of Gucci, but was that? The Ricky Laker Gucci, till you put it in the washing machine, it's far apart. Yeah. That was Gaz. Gaz, Gaz was like Del Boy, honestly. Get your head out. Randomly phone him. 
go get us a parrot. You'll take you a parrot at training. You'll be able to get you a parrot. <laughs> I wouldn't speak to you. Like, I'd probably be like a, a, a seagull. Ben, a, a seagull dented me fucking like, like a parrot. That's what you Gaz was all for. Gaz was brilliant. Del boy, oh. Was, uh, he's destined to be a millionaire. Destined to be a millionaire like that. He's got his own recruitment business now. Yeah. Uh, he does recruitment consultancy. Class, like, Gaz is brilliant. He reminds me a bit about a boy that I like. I work in Dundee now, but I used to work in Dundee back in those days with a guy from Fintry called Ian Young. I don't know if you know him. He was a good footballer, youngie. Uh, but, uh, he was like that as well. He's like, oh, mate, I've just got these brand new uh, Lyle and Scott Cardies. I'll get you one. I'm like, oh, perfect. Brought it in. And I was like, oh, no, that's smart. Tried it on. I was like, that looks great. Got home and I went to put it in the wash. And I had next. <laughs> I was like, ah, nah, I'm not paying for that, mate. You can have that back. So it sounds like Greenbill was a wee bit like that. So I know that you've listened to a few, and we always end it the same way. So I hope you have been thinking about this. Best 11 that you've played with. We'll always start with that. Oh, come on. I actually had it in my team, my head the other night going, I'm going to think about it. Right. Do you hate to play? Do you do 4 4 2? Is that? No, uh, anything you, you want. You, you pick your formation. I'm Number one go. is Johnny Smart. Number two is yeah. Johnny Smart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wouldn't even get in my team. I would probably see the goal. The goal's a heavy for me. I, I'm probably going to hit a goal be Whitey. I'm going to go be Craig White. Yeah. I'd go be Whitey in the goal. Foxy was good as well. Well, Fox came in. He was class when he came in as well. But I'm going to go be Whitey. I'd go Whitey in the goal. I'm going to go back three of Craig McDonald. Tweedy and Doogie Cameron, like Doogie Darkass. Uh, that way, I got mere midfielders. Uh, and oh, let's think. In the midfield, I take a paid dude in the midfield. I don't care what about they're going to play, but they're just going to be in there. <laughs> dude, dude assisted me, him and Doogie's. Dude, dude could drop a pass on a sixpence, honestly. Wow, unbelievable gifted pass. Did you talk about Ryan Blackadder, right? Ryan Blackadder. Yeah. Uh, Lloyd Young. Yeah. Unsung hero, I think. On the ball, superb. I say St. Lloydy from a junior club. I'm, I'm system manager. Uh, who else would hear? Midfield. Shit, man. There's, many. There's that many. There's that many. Can I hear B-team as well, man? <laughs> it's going to be Lloydy. I want to hear Bibby in there. Big Bibster. Uh... Man, we've got another two midfielders. So that's that three midfielders of two. It doesn't have yeah. to be always Fife either if you wanted to pick some of those Montrose nah, guys. Nah, nice Fife. The other teams are shite. Uh, so nobody forget if uh, Belingri is making your team, no? Uh, Dougie Cameron made it for Belingri. Uh-huh. That's what I'm saying. He, Dougie only got in for the Belingri days. Not that he's Fife days. He's in for the Belingri days. So, so will Lenny be. He'll be in for the Belingri days. Uh, oh, I'm going to hit... Oh, shit. See... There's one, there's one, that, do you remember the boy at Rafe Rovers, Paquito? Yeah. I would hate him in my team, but he's a Rafe Rovers man, so there's no danger I could put a Rafe Rovers man in my team, so he, he doesn't mark it. I can't, he'd be listening to this all the way, and Cadiz or whatever, he'd be gutted. Like two midfielders, I had them in my head, and I've went straight in my head now. Left, 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 right, dude. Anyway, I'll just, I'll skip this two strikers, Lenny. No, come on, I'm going to put Bobby Lennon in midfield. Okay, yeah. I'm going to put Bobby in midfield. And I'm going to have uh, Shagger up front with Stevie Nick. Stevie Nicholas. I'm going to have Stevie Nicholas in there. 
because I like Stevie Nicky, he's my mucker, so I'll just put him in there. Uh, and he had great Barnet, he had a great dyed blue, blondie Barnet, I liked that. Oh, he was, he was boy band central. Celebration, all that. Yeah, I liked, yeah. I liked that. Yeah. And oh, many, many players, many have got men to pack, two. One left. Oh, because Lenny's a midfield, is he? Yeah. Oh, come on, Jay Funk. Nipper. Nipper Thompson. Scott Thompson. I'll put him in there. Just for his goal. Because yeah. I, I need to put him in there for his goal because I, I stole the, the goal of the year off him. So he's never you're in there, big fella. That's it. Definitely. I must admit, I thought you were going to put Craw on your team. I thought that's what you were building up Nah, to. nah. He didn't assign me. He took, delayed on my, my first contract he gave us. He delayed too long. So, ah, Craw, you're out. Sorry, pal. You're out. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll go for your best 11 against then. <clears throat> 11 against? Yeah. Oh, I just find that easy everybody went against, to be honest. But <laughs> uh, against. Bear in mind Do you that. Mean, 11, 11 players... Yeah. Do you need 11 against or just one player? I'll tell you what, if, if, you, if you've not thought of your 11, you could, you could give us a handful of the best players you've played against then. Uh, oh. Come on, I'll put Chris Boyd up there, right? See Chris Boyd? See when we played Rangers that time against Chris Boyd? I, I thought he was shite. Honestly, I was thinking to myself, this guy, man, honestly, he scored the hat-trick. He was just, he, I don't know, Kenny, he was just there, there to uh, score goals. And see, as a striker, oh, his movement was... At that time, I didn't appreciate his movement because boy, the, the reason he scores that many goals in the Scottish Premier League, and that was, that was for that reason. Uh, him, I would definitely say Big Mick Sue part of lining when I played against him. Absolute fucking hawks of a man, honestly. I got to the shit off the ball and I ended up fan of main arse. He was an absolute machine. Uh, boy, Owen Coyle, remember Owen Coyle? Yeah. I played against him when he was at Airdrie. He was, he was awesome as a striker. Awesome. Shagger played against him. Lenny, he'd get in against like for raping us at uh, Montrose. Um, that'd be it. That's it. The rest of them are all shy. You're saying that Nacho Novo had was running rings. Running Novo, ah, uh, see that? I, I'm not looking Novo credit for because Willie McCullough chucked that in man when he remember he scored that. Went yeah. right through Willie's hands. Should have saved that. I would have hit that off the line. To be fair, Willie McCullough was a great keeper for us, but he had he had a few. Uh, Popadom hands moments as well. Uh, you know, loved you know, his red wine. Loved well, his red wine, Willie. I think he had a bottle of that before he played Rangers, to be honest. Like, fuck. So Just that, to, do you remember that game? Dude, dude hot the bar. Remember when everyone had yeah. Dude went up hot the bar of free kick. Yeah. We were yeah. flying at that time. To be honest, see, when we went to that game, I took a, a, one of my friends along with me. He was a Rangers fan, typical Rangers fan for five never been <laughs> in his life. And, uh, Is that not you? No. Uh, believe it or not, I, I was at my the first game I ever went to is East Fife versus Rangers at Ibrox, ninety six. Got beat three now in the cup, yeah. Yep, so get that right up, yeah. But, um, you, were, <laughs> but you were there supporting East Fife. Um, if if I say what I'm going to say, Phil Charletta will give me dogs abuse because every t- every day he <laughs> a podcast, he sends me a text goes, "Oh, my name's Lee. I used to be a Rangers fan." So no, I'm not gonna. Continue that story. What I was going to say is, is when I took him along with me, I was like, by the way, didn't be surprised if we give you a better game than you're thinking here. And uh, I didn't, uh, I didn't quite walk in the way I even hoped it would. Like, honestly, I'm giving it big and walking up to East End Park like, by the way, we're on the inside. You know, we're going to do a good against you. But then obviously we had some pretty good results against Aberdeen and 
So, yeah, with, and St Mirren as well. I think you were in the team against... Yeah, St, St. Mirren. Uh, Craig O'Reilly scored really. that peach. Ah, right. Come on, we, we, we could actually score... John Martin should have scored that game as well. Yeah. We'd done well. I should have had a penalty that game. I went up for a flipped it. I flipped it over the bar. The keepers came and absolutely sozzled me. I think he gave me a bit yeah. of concussion that game. Because he yeah. wiped me out. And I always remember when uh, Brian came in with the smelling salts. Because I was out cold. And I played the rest of that game and I couldn't see my left eye. I was blind. Just like there was a... Do you know how you get like a fuzzy when you get like my eye? You get that fuzziness. It was right yeah. in my eye. And I couldn't... I could, I could only see like around my eye here but nothing. And Brian, Brian was on the side saying to me, they should, you okay, right? what day is that and that? I was like, oh, I can't what day it is. And I was playing for, well, I was playing against, I was going, uh, some mum, and I couldn't remember the name of the stadium or that, but he's like, ah, he's fine. <laughs> uh, I, I remember up the Tweedy, Tweedy's going, it's only like 10 to go. Tweedy's eyes going, Tweedy, I can't see it with my left eye. He says, well, just look at your fucking writing. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, we're only one that up. I was shitting myself. I was like, well, please do the squad that I fuck us up. Uh, that was good. I loved that. That was a brilliant game, man. That was my last game before I moved to Canada. So, like, what a way to go. Yeah. Even, yeah. even like, that. The, the year before we won the league, who know what about bit? Was it Queen of the South? Like, destroyed it? Yeah. I think yeah. it was... Because they were tipped to yeah. go probably win that. But we destroyed them. I think Craig O'Reilly scored a couple of that game as well. Craig, Craig O'Reilly ended up at Blingery as well, didn't he? Yeah, he was at Blingery as well. But Craig, Craig, Craig was a good... He just bad injuries to him, I think. Yeah, I think his knees. He yeah. done his knee early on, and he was a good. He was a really good striker when he was a young lad. He like really uh, good striker. Craig was a, a good, good player. Uh, um, definitely. So, final one for you then. Do you, do you have anything to say to your adoring East Fife fans who hold you in such high regard? Definitely still seen as a, a legend at the club. We'd obviously love to welcome you back at, at some point. But do you have anything you want to say to them? Uh, just to tell them I'll be back as a manager. Uh, that's, that's my ambition. I'll be back there. I'm in co- I did coach it now. I'm assistant manager at Junior Club just now, Lockie Harp. Um, I've just built this brand new stadium and that over here. Uh, I'm going, and it's like community based thing, no through the grassroots and that. We're going through all that. So I'm going to get put through my badges and that. So it's, it's decent for like the future of that cool. coaching side. It's a bit different, the coaching side, especially because we've not got a lot of money in the club. Eh? So we're, it's like, you, 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 you try to sign boys over here. See the junior game, it's, they're that greedy. It's like when we were at Blangery. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to speak to the boys and say, look, sign them. I've not got much money. Selling them the new stadium and that. And they're like, you've got a fucking cheek, can you sign for money? What, you went to Blangery? That's not everybody can say about that. Yes. I'm to get that money <laughs> off my back. It's like, no, it's not about the money. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that, so that's, that's, that's what I'll be looking to do in the future. I definitely do my badges and hopefully go grow for there. We've got a really good good squad together this year, uh, just young 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 laddies. Uh, so I'm actually got sensible head on now as a coach. The banner's now gone. I'm actually the bad cop. So uh, would, would, you be, would you be making sure there's no stinky fingers up anybody's ass? Put it as a shagger, would not get in my team. Well, he's well, I've got him now. Not for his aunt. I actually take a shagger. Come over and play for me. It's that much money you give us. Ah, tongue will flow up on him. That's the that's thing I'd be wanting to do. Obviously, do the coaching, succeed at that, and take it from there. Come back to the East Fife. 
Is that, is that I'm older. A bit older. Get, we'll get five year. I'll get I'm at five year, but I hate it. They'll, they'll hate it, go thing because he's done a great job at Snell. So, but yeah. well, you never know. Never say never. No, definitely not. And one of the questions that we've been asking recently as well is aside of your PFA award, what's the best piece of football memorabilia you have? Well, when we won the league, when we got one league medals, I was drunk, glittered that night, and I lost it. I don't know, I'd never had a league medal for winning. I lost it. Oh, and I, no. I, the club went to order as a new, but I never got it. So I've never had that. So I would have, well, that would have been that would have been that, that would be that. But uh, the best fit, me, the memories, five year of memories. That's my football memory. Five year of memories. The, the five. Oh, so we'll yeah, I'm um, absolutely the fact that you've come on with your shot on me is it's nah, just, it's, uh, the best. Day, the, they, they're the fans of that see us, but you've got to tell. I've got that. I've got the five. You've got the five jumper on. I'm going to get over to more games. Twice yeah. I've went to go over with the wee man, and he's the worst for towel sickness. The closest I got was was it was it when you come through? Le- no, even a was it Cooper? Yeah, you yeah, yeah up, When you take the left and you go up that country road, got yeah. there and you screwed over the car. I had to take him home. Couple of times, Doogie Cameron actually won a. We had hospitality day. We never ever used that. It's hard. We, you know, the Saturday we did the football. Yeah. We ourselves. But definitely the next, the next time uh, I've got a free Saturday, we'll take the young lad over. Yeah. So we're going to put some is of Leona, Is Leona still at the club? Leona's yeah. still there. Leona, if you're listening, couple of hospitalities. Thank you very yeah. much. <laughs> Leona, Leona does listen, so she'll be delighted to hear that. Yeah. I, think I, I've, I think I've still got her speed dial for the, the hospital. <laughs> and, uh, I, guess. <laughs> I mean, literally every single podcast we've had with a guest that we've had on has mentioned Leona and Baby. Yeah. Um, no, but definitely, mate, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure. You'll be pleased to know that this is going to go out on our YouTube channel as well, so the fans will get to see you. Well, it is. <laughs> to be mate. fair, I, I, it's actually a bit tight on us. I could have done me Bibby's or Doogie Cameron's stock because I'm putting a bit of timber myself. Like, eh, fan of their top, no problem nowadays. What to do is, if you want to, you can get in touch and get yourself a Glory Days of Gold. I know, I've seen that. Do you do them in Triple XL? Because I could do you, right? Bad boys. Mine is a double, mate. I'll give you mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a pleasure, guys. It really yeah. Thanks so much. Really enjoyed chatting, G. No problem. Did you see Dev over in Canada? Did Dev side you over there? No, he's on the other side. So he's in Ontario. I'm out, uh, out west, so... I think he does ice hockey in a hand now, does he? Aye, he goes to a lot of the hockey and the baseball uh, and... If, if you listen, when you listen to his one, you need to hear his accent because I sent him, I don't know if you've seen that Lemmy sketch, he's like, oh, that's uh, great, man. I can't say that stuff. He's not going to do that Roddy the oh. dodgy accent. Oh, it's, like, it's like Bobby Lynn. See, every time I listen to Bobby Lynn on yeah. any of these kind of things, during that, if you really listen to that, he breaks into a Ouija because he spent six... Six months at Morton or something, and I, I used to do that, and I used to, I used to absolutely slaughter him for and say, Bobby, why do you everything you do that with you? Go, I'm that, but I say, You're no fucking fake Glasgow. And he goes, Jay, I spent six months in the Gorbals. <laughs> six months in the Gorbals, he's got an Ouija accent. I'll hear a listen to Dev. I've listened to Dev for a while, I've only like, on message but I'm more about like, his voice, I've not heard of it, so. Oh, no, you, you, need, yeah. you need to tune it's in like that one because. It's, 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 to be honest, it was, it was a brilliant episode and we've had a load of good feedback from it. So, yeah. I, if you've got Tweedy's number, ping it across to me because I think it sounds like we need I to I think I do. I think I will. I think I've... I've, 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 I
yeah, he's probably still having the same number like that. Ah, because he texts me in a while ago, Tweedy. Ah, I sort of do. I'll, I'll, I'll fire you the Tweedy's number. You hate getting him on. Aye. Yeah, but you hate getting him on, definitely. Yeah, he sounds like a complete character. <laughs> I'm on, but... Right, Jamie. Guys, thanks for having us on. Cheers, no, man. absolute pleasure. Legendary status, and we're still dreaming that team of Johnny Smarts. Don't you worry about that. Absolutely fantastic stuff from Johnny Smart, Jay Smart, Jonathan Smart. Give him whatever name you want. He's an East 5 legend, that's the name we're going to give him. Hopefully we'll see him back. He, he mentioned Lee wants to come back as a manager one day. That would be quite something. Yeah, um, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I love Jay, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> if he brings me in as his assistant, he, here's my campaign. Johnny, I'll go and do my coaching badges. You can bring me in as your assistant, mainly so I could translate for any of the Fife or Glaswegian guys. <laughs> At Johnny Smart Lee Gillis management team, I think we we're staring Lowland League in the face potentially. But how how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> um, I, I, like you said previously, an absolutely hilarious, hilarious interview. And we've had a few Dev Muir, um, Paul McManus. You know these these guys have, have have had us you know laughing a lot. But Jay was special. You know, came on, had his five kit on. I just got the impression, you know, you get some t- uh, the, the vibe sometimes that these guys are just on there to do you a favour. I just got the impression that Jay just really wanted to be there and he really wanted to talk about his experience with the club and how much he loved it. But overwhelmingly, my favourite part about that is how much he hated the Wraith. Oh, and yeah. I'm glad that he signalled out his love for the football and Messiah that is Claude Elka, second only to Sir Alex Ferguson and my favourite all-time managers. Yeah, and I mean, we're joking about Jay's managerial career. I actually wish, wish him all the best. He's assistant, as he said just now, Lockie, and it's like, I, I hope he does well because he's a great guy. He's passionate about the game. He clearly loves his time at East Fife. For me, the favourite story was him trying to get a hobo into the Player of the Year awards as Bobby Lynn. That was, that was something else. Yeah, oh, the guy is an absolute lunatic. Like, there's, there's, there's ones that I've said to like the missus and the family. Look, listen to this one. This, this is brilliant. This will be one that I'll will be heralded for for years to come with these five fans with some of the revelations that, that Jay came away with there. And well, due respect, does Bobby look like a hobo? I'm not so sure, but they almost got there in the end. Well, actually, we're talking about Bobby Lynn. He is Jay's partner in crime. He's the partner in the Jay and Not So Silent Bob videos on the YouTube channel of AFTN doing their killer, killer covers. I'm not sure you could describe it as that. So, obviously, this is a perfect time to find out if Bobby Lynn fancies a chocolate digestive. If you're sitting at home and you decide to have a hot beverage, would you go for a tea, a coffee or something else? Sure, well, if it's lockdown, I'd be going for a Peroni or a bottle of 2020. That's <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but it's no tea and coffee, but oh, I'm right. not going for that. Do you have a sweet tooth? Like, are you a biscuit fan? Oh, massive chocolate. Cho- massive chocolate. What, what's your favourite um, chocolates then? Uh, well, I would say a twirl. Oh, but I've seen, yeah. I've got two two little girls, so I'm always 
buying chocolate. We have double-deckers, crunches, twirls. Then we can you could eat one after the other easy. I need to stop that because it's not, it's not really great if I'm trying to keep fit, but I can easily eat, eat chocolate. Chocolate's, chocolate's the main one for me. When I was over in February, I came back with a suitcase full of Scottish food that I'd got. So much chocolate in it. And it's like, now I need to go to the dentist, which are still closed yeah. here. because yeah, I've I've got plenty of fillings, yeah. Aye. Anyone fancy a chocolate digestive? Anyone fancy a chocolate digestive? Anyone fancy a chocolate digestive? Even though it sounds suggestive. Anyone fancy a chocolate digestive? Bobby Lynn there, talking chocolate digestives and hot beverages, and we did a few other things with Bobby that we'll bring you later on in the year that had some less PC answers. Let's just say that. Yeah, I think that'll maybe be one for our blooper slash highlights uh, slash not safe for work edition. That we'll maybe Is that not to... all of them? It's like, have you not heard the language in our interviews? They're all marked explicit. <laughs> Yeah, my mum gives me a row, so I, I, I tried to tone mine down. She's like, I'm not going to listen if you keep using swear words. So, Well, the the C word is really frowned upon out here in North America. So, yeah. Anyway, let's get back to happier times. So I hope you enjoyed our chat there with, with Jay Smart. Next week's show, we've got an absolutely fantastic chat with the good doctor himself, Kenny Duker. What a man. That that was just a, another great chat. So make sure you subscribe to the Glory Days of Gold podcast wherever you get your podcast from. Also, if you want to leave us a review as well, that would really help with our, our kind of analytics and algorithms. So do that as well. And yeah. But now it's time for the part of the show that will keep you guessing. It's Who Are You? So, back with another segment of Who Are You? And we'll start off like we did last week with the correct answer from the previous week's show. I got this annoyed. one. Yep, a little bit annoyed. Everyone got it this time. Oh. Um, there, was, there was no wrong answer. So this week, um, I've, I've gone out on a limb and I'm, I've, I've thrown a, a trickier one in there. Um, but the answer, of course, was Stevie Nicholas. Is, you know, I, I think is a guy that I hold in, in pretty high regard. Um, for his time at East Fife, he's an absolutely fantastic player. Um, haircuts, not so much, but uh, definitely a good player. So we're going to bring to you this week's one, and I'll be honest with you, I only came up with it today because I've had such a busy week at work. So I'm going to hopefully be able to read my, my own handwriting. So I'm going to dive straight in because this is now 10.30 on Friday, and we started recording at 7.30, so we've already been on for, for three hours and by this time, and some of us are up for work, and Michael's still got his whole day ahead of him. But anyway, yeah. this week's Who Are You? So, I was born on the 7th of March, 1979. Started my career at Air United. Played for three of the four senior five clubs. Scored four goals in 15 for us in the 2012 in 2013 season and finally ended his career with Hillaby Hawthorne. Who am I? Mm, that's a tough one. I've no idea. I've got to say, really curious to see how many folk get that one because that, that's a tricky one for me. I've no idea whatsoever. 
Yeah, so I've, I've thrown y'all a curveball this week after y'all did so well with uh, the Stevie Nicholas one. I'm, I'm more not so sure that many people will get this without Googling, but as always, side me a, a message, whether you've got my phone number or whatever, pop me a message. A few of the, you know, we're quick off the mark. Normally the first two that I get are Scott Young and Alan Rankin, so we'll see who, who comes to the, the floor this week. But hope you enjoyed that segment, and I've got a few more typed up and ready to go for the following weeks. Excellent. I, I really enjoy it, and I'm obviously clearly awful at it. But let's get into some more East Fife news, because as I mentioned, it's been a busy week this week for East Fife news. The fixtures finally came out, and frankly, we have been screwed. The worst-case scenario we talked about weeks ago has come true. We have two trips to Falkirk, two to Partick, two to Cove. We do have 14 home games and 13 away, so I guess there is an extra game where we're going to get some home gate receipts in, potentially, depending, obviously, on what's happening. But you look at some of the other teams, and Partick, who it was confirmed this week, will definitely be in our division next year. They seem to have a very favourable schedule, with, if I was right at my quick glance at it, they've got home games twice against every other team that you would think might be challenging. The teams have finished second, third, fourth and fifth last season in League One. Partick played twice at home. Well, let's be honest. Are the SFA saying, look, you don't know the, the corruption of football? We don't. And I'm just going to take a stab in the dark and say, uh, we'll give them an easier run because, you know, they're, they're having to get relegated and it's not really their fault. And obviously they went and they've made some decent signings. Uh, Ricky Foster, um, who was a player I'd love to have seen at us, and I think that would definitely fit right into our team. But you know, like we can't choose who, who and when we play them. All we've got to do is you can only beat what's in front of you. So first three games for me will be massively telling. Obviously, Cove, Montrose, and then Falkirk. Cove away, Montrose at home, Falkirk away. Really. We need six points out of nine. I think I feel, you know, they say that, you know, you, you count your season on quarters. We're obviously going to be missing a quarter, and you know, those are three teams which will be there or thereabouts. So we have got a, a pretty tough run of it. But if we can get ourselves in, you know, a good starting position, you know, six out of nine, seven out of nine, nine out of nine, if we're being really ambitious. We need to see how we go. But, I mean, I'll be honest with you, you look at the the fixtures and there's no easy games in this league. You know, whether it be Falkirk or Dumbarton or Partick or Clyde, you know, you're looking at it and you're like, I don't really want to play any of them. I know. It was tough last year, but like I said at the start there, it's like this feels like even tougher. And we saw how competitive it was last year. I think it's equally going to be as competitive, if not more. It is a tough start. But I feel this might actually work in our favour because we're playing teams where fans aren't going to come into it. It's by the looks of it. I mean, there might be a handful, but it's not going to be like intimidating atmospheres. You're not going to be maybe having trips to to places where you'd be like, oh, the crowd's going to get on our backs and we've got a really strong home support. So I think you've got the advantage of that. You've also got teams that are not maybe going to be all guns blazing when they first start because it's the opening games. I do agree with you. I think we have to get off to a strong start. We saw it the last two seasons, the strong start we've had and we've kind of faded off. The key for us now is to have that strong start and not fade off 
and to keep it going over the course of the season. And it's a shorter season, so, so maybe we can. That's where you turn to your guys, your Kev Smiths, your Danny Swansons, to use their experience to to really pick games up by the scuff of the neck and, and take us forward. You know, I've, I've always felt that a lot of our onus at times has been on your Scott Agnews, your Aaron Dunsmores, to pick the game up by the scuff of the neck and, and try and turn a result. But we just seem to be adding more and more quality, you know, with, with Chris Higgins a few seasons ago. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited by it. I, I, I really am. I, I, I can't wait till the season starts. You know, I mentioned last week I've got my season ticket. I'm so excited to just get in and... and and, and see some live football and, and judging by Sturgeon's announcement this week but we're hoping for that to be October yeah in, in some ways I wouldn't mind it being November so we can get off to the season and get some of these trips and these games in without having the fans there that's easy for me to say because I'm obviously very far away looking at some of the other fixtures we start away from home we finish away from home that's a that's a tough one crappy boxing day game away to Dumbarton. I mean, could have been worse. It could have been away to Cove, although that's maybe even a more fun trip. But going across the country, going through Glasgow and Boxing Day, yeah, I don't like that one at all. Now, I normally tend to get a more local game, but I mean, if you think about it, really, there's there's no local games. Mm. There's not. Yeah, no, it, it's not- yeah, it's a season with a lot of travelling. I mean, you've got Falkirk is pretty much. The, the big one for us, I guess. Even Falkirk's an hour away, what, Forfar an hour away, Montrose just over an hour away, Clyde's an hour away. You know, really, the, the, with no short trips, and, you know, the, the club's going to be at some hefty expense this season in coach fairs, and particularly with the, towards the end of the season where we play Montrose, Cove, then Peterhead, three on the bounce in April. Yeah. So it's going to be an expensive month. But hopefully we'll already piss the league by then and we'll just be spending our winnings. Yeah, that those back-to-back ones up north looks tough. And it's like, obviously, I feel for you having to go a whole hour to go to an away game. Whereas from Vancouver, Seattle's two and a half hours away. That's our closest one. Then it's Portland, which is seven hours away driving. So, Do you drive to the games? Yeah. Wow. I, I usually, like when, when the Whitecaps have got an away game, I kind of make it into a holiday though. So we were going like down the Oregon coast, which is so like Fife, it's unbelievable. So whenever we played Seattle or Portland away, I always kind of turned it into like a week's holiday or whatever. Because you only play them usually just once, sometimes twice away during the season. But I mean, that's that's big road trips, as we call them. It's like seven, seven hours to go to a derby is basically what you're you're looking at and it's like I, I miss the one hour things. I still think Dumbarton though on Boxing Day is absolute shit. Yeah, I'd be honest. No we talk about clubs that we just didn't like. They're yeah. another one. Yeah. Just a um, nothing club. Is is there any other fixtures that basically stand out for you? I'm really excited to go to Cove. I think for me I like to tick grounds off that I've not been to. Yeah. Um, so Cove's one that I've not been to, and I'm really excited to see what they bring uh, to, to, to East Fife. I mean, obviously we've played them in cups and stuff um, in, in the recent-ish years, but you know, I, I, I'm going to try and get to, to Cove away. I've, I've organised my work that I'm going to be off all the home games, but that's maybe one that I'll put a, a cheeky wee holiday in just to, to tick it off the list. I'm excited to see Partick. Um, you know, I'm... A big club, really not where they belong. Similar to Falkirk, my only thing issue with those ones is paying the prices to get in. 
Um, yeah. I'll, I'll never set foot in, in Falkirk's ground again um, after the last time we went. It was 20 quid and they're three quid for a pie and they wanted money to park. And I'm just like, do you just want my spleen as well? So I think that you'll probably find that um, Partick will probably be similar prices. Although the last time that I was at Fair Hill was when we played Queen's Park. Um, in oh, the, wow. You know, Back in 2007. Yeah, so I don't have great memories of there. However, I did meet Alex McLeish that, that day who was watching the game. He was sat, uh, sat in front of me um, at that game for some bizarre reason. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't have many, many good memories of there. So I maybe need to go there to make another one. But I suppose we'll wait and see. Obviously, the big question is going to be about fans getting in. They might, they might not. But, you know, who has Nicola Sturgeon's crystal ball um, without going into politics on, on this? I've I've got friends that are itching to get married and, you know, they're meant to have been getting married for six months now and they've changed dates, can't get married. But I was in the pub last Saturday and there must have been about 30 households in the pub. You can go and accidentally bump into your friends in a pub, but you can't have 30 friends at your wedding, which just seems mental to me. But Yeah, yeah, I mean, we won't delve into all, all the COVID stuff again, but like here... You've got MLS, and then underneath you've got the second tier of USL. And I think I spoke about this in an, in maybe even last week's show. They've been allowing fans into the stadiums. And now there's been a number of teams that have tested positive because they're travelling around the country on c- commercial flights. And it's players are testing positive. Baseball was doing the same. There's been a lot of baseball teams now tested positive. So there is a risk. Obviously, the US is a complete mess at the moment compared to Scotland. I, I don't know whether we might even just have a situation where only home fans get to, to go to matches, so it might be a case there is no away fans. It might just be season ticket holders or something. Hopefully not. I wouldn't mind coming over. I would love a, a trip to Cove. Tick that off the list as well. I haven't been to Falkirk Stadium. was meant to go to the game in February, but they were in the Cup, so I ended up going to Peoples instead to watch Glenorthis down there. But yeah, it's, it is what it is. Just got to make the most of it. And ultimately, it's what you do in the pitch. It doesn't matter where you play. Dan Young's going to get the guys fired up. And I'm, I just can't wait. The The Premier League's gotten back into action, obviously, this weekend. And just counting down the weeks now until East Fife's back in the pitch. But now it's time for this week's Wavelength Selection. For any new listeners, Wavelength is our part of the show where we play a song all about football. I mentioned when we first started doing this on Glory Days of Gold that I've been running this section over in my Canadian podcast since about 2017, I think it is now, as a, as a weekly section. And there's a, a number of bands that have featured regularly, Half Man, Half Biscuit, that we've had over the, the last couple of weeks here. And another one of those bands is English band I Ludicrous. There's been a number of I Ludicrous songs about football. You'll be hearing them all, I'm sure, over the, the coming weeks and months of Glory Days of Gold. But as I, I said when I, I started doing this on this show, I wanted to try and have as many as possible in the early days with a little bit of a Scottish flavour. So I've gone for an I Ludicrous song from later on in their career, 2008, and an EP that they brought out called Dirty Washing. And it's a song all about the most northerly league in British football. This is the Highland League. Stennis Muir 3, Albion Rovers 2. Highland League. Oh, the Highland League has been 
Champion Team And some of them have done well in the Cup All the Highland League runs on limited means But attendances are slowly on the up When you're off to the Bronx Be sure to plan your day Tremendous views of Ben Nevis. Aye, you can keep your Namby Pamby Lowland Leagues. I'll stick to the Highland League. And may the twin never. versus Frasersborough, match abandoned after 36 minutes. The sun came out. Hull's panel verdict? Home win. Deverinvale 3, Wake Academy 2, Forry Mechanics 1, Nair County 4. Fort William versus Bucky Thistle, match postponed, ground being used for Shinty. Hull's panel verdict? Meaningless draw. Huntley 2, Keith 1 Lossiemouth 2 Roths 0 Inverurie locals had to play with themselves this weekend because the Highland League has 15 teams And now, on to Hugh for the curling Thanks Bob An electrifying performance from the World Champions here at the Royal Caledonian today 
I Ludicrous There with the Highland League from the 2008 EP Dirty Washing. Obviously things have changed a little bit since that song came out. It's talking about there being 15 teams in the Highland League. Not anymore. There are currently 17 teams. Obviously the likes of Cove Rangers have moved on into the Scottish Football League. Brewer Rangers nearly joined them as well. If it hadn't been for this pesky coronavirus. As a league, I always wish that I had kind of gone to see some more actual matches in, as opposed to just like pre-season friendlies. Few teams that we've seen East Fife play over the years, though: Fort William, Clackna Cudden, Huntley, Wick Academy. That was a great trip that myself and, and Stevie Gillespie did way back in the day, which I don't have any photographs of. I don't know what happened to my photos of that one. Big, big disappointment there. And I'm pretty sure we also played Rothis in one of the pre-season friendlies. I know we were talking about big treks earlier on in the, the show, but I don't mind trips to the Highland. It can make a nice weekend of it. So let's hope some more teams from the Highland League make it into the Football League soon. But that is nearly it for this week's show. Um, it's been a pretty quiet mailbag, actually, this week, Lee. There's not really been too much to chat about. One of the things that I was going to introduce in this section was what is the favourite shout you've heard at a game? Now, I've asked mm. a few players this, and I've got a few. I mentioned, obviously, the one about your worst and your Pies' faith and your Pies are shite at Greg McDonald. But on the terraces over the years, there's bound to be some people heard some absolutely amazing shouts. So I'm putting that out there to the, the, the fan base. And... Having spoken to Michael, we've, we've got a bit of an announcement to make around our fan base. We've recently found out that we're charting number 54 in Canada for soccer podcasts and currently number 85 in the UK, which was absolutely amazing. So thanks to everybody that's listening. And like Michael said, it's really, really important to us that you hit that, that subscribe button. The more people that subscribe, the better it is for us. Um, and hopefully one day we could be bringing this to you on the telly. I'm only joking, I don't want to do that. <laughs> you know, be really, I just really... started doing some live YouTube post-game stuff and it's like, it took me long enough to want to do that and get my face out there, but... Mm. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't think that this would work on the telly. The shine off our foreheads, Mike, would be, be too bad yeah. for anybody. I'll wear but, a hat. Yeah, me too, I'll wear a cap. Um, but all joking aside, best um, shouts that you've heard at a match would be something I'd be really, really interested to see. Um, like I say, my, my favourite one that I've heard was you're worse than your pies, he's fife and your pies are shite. Um, I also remember one when I was quite young, I stick your flag up your arse linesman and, and that made me laugh quite a lot too. There's, there's been a good few over the years, but even if it's not your favourite shout, what's been your, your funniest moment supporting his fife? Current director who'll not be named bringing the wheelbarrow out for the taxi for Brown would be up there for me. Oh. And or one of his numerous pitch invasions, one man pitch invasions. Um, would, would probably have to be up there for me too. What about yourself? You heard any great shouts? I know you'd asked me that earlier and I can't think of any. I'll, I'll ha- give it a good thought because obviously there's going to have been tons and tons, but uh, yeah, I just, I can't think of any of the top of my head. But yeah, let us know. Send us a tweet at Glory Days of Gold. Send us an email, glorydaysofgold at gmail.com. Just once again, thanks again to the sponsors for this week, which is Leaving Mouth Children's Clothing Bank, the Leaving Mouth Rail Campaign, and Max McCarroll. As always, the um, sponsorship for episodes is, is available. We've got uh, it's just £20 donation. 
like we've explained earlier on the show, some of the things that we've put into the club, just shy of £600 um, this week alone from, from sponsorship money that we've raised is absolutely amazing. As always, the, the sponsorships are open for individual shows. We've had some great feedback from people that the sponsorships worked out of and that we've had things in the back of it. So, you know, as being the number 54th podcast in Canada and in the UK, if you want to get your sponsorship out there, then please do get in touch on any of the social media platforms. Just a £20 donation. And as promised, it'll all go to the improvement of the show and um, into funding the club that we all love. I should add, peaked uh, at that number because it's it varies over the, the course of the the week and depending on when different podcasts are released or whatever but yeah when I checked that out and you can check it out on charitable.com I was like blown away by it I, I'd got switched on to it because someone had sent me the the link to the one that I do over here and the AFT and soccer show amazingly is the eighth all-time ranked uh, soccer podcast out here in Canada so fantastic stuff so thank you to everyone that has been downloading and and listening to these we really really appreciate it but that is it for this week's show just before we go though lee let everyone know where they can find you online yeah my my twitter's never been so busy since i started this i've i'm really enjoying interacting loads of different people so you can find me on twitter at the g1903 facebook lee gillis obviously on our own twitter pages and facebook pages by searching glory days of gold We've launched our YouTube channel with our feature interview with Anton Dowds, which you can now find by searching Glory Days of Gold on YouTube. So we're trying to bring as many channels to you as we can. We do still have the Instagram one, which we are trying to grow, but I think that the majority of our listeners are that little bit older than maybe don't use Instagram. So if any of you young kids are listening, you can find us on Instagram too. Sad confession I have here. I've had my Instagram for a few years. I actually had someone doing my Instagram for me because I just couldn't be arsed doing it. That is very bad. Yeah. Very anyway, sad. what the... Billy Big Boots, I just get, got my intern to do it. It's all good. <laughs> I'm Michael McCall. You can find me on Twitter at AFTN Canada. That's the best one to get me on if you want to get me pretty quickly. I'm trying to tweet more from the AFTN website one as well. And always check out, away from the numbers, aftn.co.uk. Haven't had anything new put up for the last couple of weeks. I just haven't had the time, but things are calming down a little bit, so hopefully we'll do that soon. But that is it for this week. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Hope you've enjoyed the chat. Hope you enjoyed listening to Big Johnny Smart. Next week's show is an absolute belter. We've got Kenny Duker, Darren Young, and a lot more. So remember to subscribe. You'll get to know when everything is coming out right away. But until next time, thanks for listening. Take care. And mon the fife. Going to your first match is an experience you never forget. The atmosphere of what's going on around the pitch looks beautiful and you always look and go, wow, I'd love to play here one day. If you get the bug, it's going to stay with you for life.